Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Madison, Madison. Madison. Faggot, son of a bitch. You are fag, you are punk, little gay. <laughs> that song never gets old. It just just never, ever gets old. The Iron Sheik songs, the uh, great Kali songs never get old. And uh, I get these songs from figure4online.com, uh, Brian Vinny Show. Uh, it's free every Monday. Um, or they post, I take that back, it's free every Tuesday. They uh, post links late 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 very late on monday night so would be tuesday uh it's a free show they run down raw and other stuff and you know it's pretty cool yeah i'm a member um 7.99 you get all the audio you can throw a stick at i mean they have everything i'm not going to go on to plug brian's site but f4wonline.com would be it uh let's see here <sighs> okay geez it's hot here I'm starting to cool off a little bit but I am waiting for my first guest to call in. Oh, boy. It's really hot tonight. Really, really warm. I should have called the show off, but, you know, I, I'm here for you guys, um, the fans, the, the loyal listeners and all you guys. Um, let's see. What news do we have? Um, the Tap Out Reality Show will be taping on the June 20th uh, WCF show in Mil- Wilmington, Massachusetts, which is outside Boston at the Aleppo Shriners Auditorium, headlined by former UFC fighter Dan Lozon, which is uh, Joe's little brother, and uh, against Jamie Campbell, Kenny Florian, Joe Lozon, Jorge Rivera, and Marcus Davis will appear at the show. Uh, they're going to be taping, like I said, the Tap Out Reality Show, which is really fun stuff. Um, I would definitely go out of, uh, out of your way to check that out. Uh, they should be coming back with new episodes. I heard June... Um, they air on the Versus Network right after the WEC Wreckage show. Uh, looks to be another fun season. Oh, boy, I'm dying here. Hmm, let's see. Oh, okay. And on the line, we have the owner of SoCal Pro Wrestling and Wrestle Warehouse, Jeff. Save me, brother. <laughs> Got any water? How you doing today? I'm cooking. I'm too fucking hot, man. This is not fair. So, uh, so you're going to the uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution show this Saturday? I cannot. Um, actually, you know what? I take that back. I po- it's possible. Um, very possible. My my wife will be out of town. Um, it really depends. I got some uh, some work I'm doing that day. So, but we'll see. Um, the reason I have you on the show is I would like to run down. The card that I have so far for XPW's Cold Day in Hell. We'll run down the show and you know we'll get your feelings on what what, what you think will happen. Sound all right? That sounds good. Tremendous. Uh, the main event: uh, Dream Death Match, No Rope, Bob Wire, Beds of Everything, Supreme, and Necro Butcher. That match will be insane. <laughs> uh, you- Okay, uh, what's his name? Uh, Supreme was on a couple weeks ago and uh, pretty much just laid it out. There's anything's going to go. So, I mean, you really can't say anything bad, you know, about this match. Mm. It'll definitely be entertaining. And, uh, you know, 
I'm sure it'll be everything that it's uh, being hyped up to be. Yeah, it's. I'll tell you though, it's it's a dream match, and as far as a, from a marketing standpoint for for Big Vision, that's a money match, and they're going to make a lot of money on those DVDs. Um, Necro is was not a, an XPW talent, but he's an exception to the rule, and they're going to make quite a few pennies on this one, and it's going to be wild. It's going to be insane. Just just knowing what these two guys, uh, it's possible that they can do. Um, well, on the next I, one we have. I don't know. I mean, you got to look at it like it, it's been a few years since they've since XPW had any shows. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've, I've heard people say, you know, oh, not an XPW original, not an oh, I can't believe that guy's on the show. But you know what? It's been years. Some guys can't work. You know, get over it. Some guys have to be brought in. They're going to be good matches. So, you know what? If you're going to the show, you're going to be entertained. So, uh, I'll be there with a couple friends uh, watching the show. If you don't have a ticket, go get a ticket if you live out here. Um, you know, if not, you'll have to get the DVD. There you go. There you go. It's just going to be all over the building. They're going to kill each other. Well, you know what? That's, that's fine, but that's what they do. You know they're going to give you 150 percent because knowing Necro, that's uh, you know that's how he does business. And Supreme, what more can you say? Um, the man is a certified nut, and he'll admit it himself. So let's go to the next match here. We have a tag team war with the special referee, which is pretty cool. Um, Terry Funk is going to be the special referee. I think he's the only guy that could keep these four in line. Um, I'm, I'm surprised he's not working the show. <laughs> well, he's not lying. He is retired. He's not lying. So he, exactly. Because, I mean, how many you know, times has he retired? There you go. Uh, your referee is Terry Funk. On one side we have Sabu, and then the man that's replacing the injured Vic Grimes, Homeless Jimmy, which is pretty interesting. They're taking on Raven and one of my favorite XPW uh, characters, per se, White Trash Johnny Webb. Uh, what do you think of this one? I, I think it'll be a fun match. I, I think it'll be definitely good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited to see every match on the show. You know, that's that's going to be out there. So I think well, it'll definitely Webb, be. A- Webb and Raven have been my personal white trash team, as far as as what they could do promo wise. I think would just would be just truly amazing. Johnny Webb is really, really underrated for a character. Uh, he didn't get, you know, the love like Pogo, did, Pogo didn't either. I mean, they, they, he was champion and all, but he just, just didn't get the props that he deserved. But, yeah, this, this should be fun. Um, should be another, you know, all over the place, more of a brawling through the crowd type of, type of match. Because um, I, I don't see an old school type tag match there, so. Wow. Hold on a second. Sip my my zombie wiser. Um, I I uh, we got we got Sandman on the show as well. Um, I saw a video on YouTube the other day. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Sandman was working a show out uh, somewhere out Midwest or or somewhere, and mm-hmm. he was he was completely trashed from the minute he walked out the curtains, and actually fell asleep twice in the match. Um, 
the guy had to, uh, they put on the screen, uh, this, this video is not in slow-mo just because he was down for about five minutes and it was, it was like a 10 minute video. And then, uh, they sped it up for when he was coming to the ring. It was about 15 minutes for when he was coming to the ring. He was coming, supposed to run out and save somebody, but instead he, he went through the crowd drinking beers, um, and fell asleep twice during the match, uh, I think it was once giving someone a headlock and the other receiving a headlock. So if that's any if that's any indication of what's going to happen at the XPW show, uh, I will I will definitely have uh, that match as being high up there <laughs> for, uh, for when I leave. Hmm. <laughs> it's going to be so go out of your go out of your way to, to search YouTube. I, I saw it yesterday, so it's it's floating around there. Um, it, it was. It's definitely worth watching uh, one or two or five times. Okay, so Sandman will be making an appearance, doing who knows what with who knows, who knows what. So. Who knows what? <laughs> but that's part of the mystique of of the Sandman. So you know that that that's what make makes hockey fun. You you don't know what you're gonna get. And uh, let's see the next match. Is uh, it's an open challenge. Uh, Revolution Pro, which was a, which was a smaller independent group um, that spawned Disco Machine, Excalibur, Super Dragon, Scorpio Sky, you name it, who's who of the SoCal upper tier uh, workers now. Um, there's been a challenge put out, and XPW will bring three of their best against three of the best of Revolution Pro. And one of the Revolution Pro wrestlers will be the American Wild Child, Ron fucking Rivera, coming out of retirement. The man, the myth, the legend, you've heard about him on this show plenty of times. He's the guy that's broken all these guys that, that, that have been tearing shit up in Gorilla and all over the hell the globe. I mean, not just SoCal, not just the East Coast. We're talking Germany, uh, Japan, all over the place, Australia. Uh, so, who do you think the three guys from Rev? Okay, we have Ron Rivera already. Wild Child's in. So, who do you think the other two are going to be to represent Rev Pro? Uh, I don't know, but more importantly, I'd like to uh, off-air discuss his uh, trips down to TJ. I've, I've made a few myself, but uh, apparently his are a lot more fun. So, we'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> we got to get him on the show, man. you got to find him. But the, the thing is, though, you have to watch the video or you won't recognize him. He's gotten a haircut. He's trimmed down a little bit. You know, he, he's the wild child has, has cleaned up his act, which is unbelievable. Ron had the best hair. He had the best hair. I had a man crush on his hair. I wish I could have worn mine like that, but it just – I wasn't cool enough to be to be down with Ron. But I, I think that one of the guys that will be working on his team will be the, as Scorpio Sky said on Tuesday, the 480-pound Super Dragon. I, I heard that I, as well. Uh, 400-pound <laughs> Super Dragon. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole nother, That's a whole. That's a whole other hour. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it'll be Dragon and maybe Disco Machine possibly, since Disco's out of retirement. I mean, hell, that third person could be anybody. You know, really, Disco's, it could be anybody. Disco's, Disco's worked a few shows over the last, you know, month and a half. Oh, yeah, I saw him up here with Nikki. 
New York knockout Nikki, and that was fun. So, you know, he's been all over the place. He's been working the Lucha shows. He's been working NorCal Indies and some SoCal Indies. So, you know, I guess he's back with him and his ball, you know, which is cool. So the question is, who are the three XPW alumni going to be? Any guesses? Uh, I I really I really don't have a guess on that one. Okay. I am going to I am going to say M Dog Twenty, Josh Prohibition, and Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn, huh? Yep. Why not? What the hell? That'd be nice. I'd like to see Jerry Lynn out here. There you go. The last time I saw Jerry Lynn out here was was at a UPW show a few years back. That was, uh, was the show where uh, Hall and Nash showed up. Ah. And, and looked awful. Of course. Of course. Yeah. What would you expect with those two goofs? But, all right. Um, for the listeners up, oh, wait a minute. We have a caller, a disgruntled Marine out there in Las Vegas. What's going on, Alex? Very, very, very disgruntled. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> chilling, chilling. Who are going to be the three for XPW against Rev Pro? Against who? Against the Rev Pro. Oh, I don't know, it's... man. <laughs> I don't well, know. know. I, I got any ideas. Okay. Okay. Um, but what I would like to say is I saw the greatest match ever in the history of ever at the AWS show last Saturday. Uh, Piloso Suicidal and Shamu Jr. Uh, they're awesome. You guys going to bring it to San Diego? Oh, uh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. yeah. You're right on that. But no, but it was the greatest match I'd ever seen in the history of my life. Mm. You know, to be honest, I think those two really just hate each other. I just think they just don't like each other. Or they were teaming up on a Lucha show like the next, the next weekend. What did they just have? Did they get along the next weekend? <laughs> no, I'd say, I'd say they, they drink a couple beers or whatever and go out and destroy their bodies, and it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Tremendous. How hot is it out there in Vegas, brother? That's nice, man. It's nice working. It's nice. Oh, I hate you. It's 97 degrees yeah. up here in San Francisco. Oh man, yeah, I was uh, I was 120 down, 100, 120 dollars down last night, and then I was playing three card poker, and then now I'm up thirty dollars, and I went to Experiment Rhino, and it was awesome. Experiment Rhino, great strip club, Las Vegas. <laughs> tremendous, tremendous. Three card poker. I'm going to scores on Saturday to see what what's better. So. Oh, you know, scores is going to be better. You know, Mr. Sawyer's going to take care of you. I I will see. I mean, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm going there, unbiased. Spearman Rhino. That's that's all the competition, though. Wow. Okay. I, I wanted just to live there. It's over 24 hours a day. I just wanted to live there. <laughs> I pull oh, up, pull so, up a bed. You're a young kid, man. You're a young kid. You'll get, you'll get tired of that. You know, paying women to show their ass in front of you, you'll get, you'll get tired of it. Uh, hey, don't, don't, <laughs> don't go wide. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got I to gotta watch myself. The, the wife's in the living room, so I got to be careful. 
Man. Lady in the doghouse. That's the best so. relationship in the world, man. A stripper to a, a client. No <laughs> bullshit. I just pay her an amount of money and she gives me what I expect. No games. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just I just uh jumped in here from another call. What did I just come in on? Oh, well, I went to a strip club last night, man. And I paid yeah. $100 for a chick to give me a lap dance. It was awesome. It's like normally you like you have to spend money and take them out to and nothing's guaranteed. But, like, it's guaranteed at a strip club. It's guaranteed. It's great. Greatest relationship ever. <laughs> you know, even like to the buy first, your dinner. That was, like, the first positive relationship I've been in in, like, five years. That was great. Man, you're not attracting any rats down there in San, San Diego? Um, hey, if he was if he was getting the girl Ryan Stone was getting. <laughs> well, I, anyway. All the rats are at EWS at Jesse's show. That's where all the rats are. Like Ryan, like uh, anchors away, they're they're getting all the rats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Bernardino at the the nice little Covina. The nice that's where all the rats are. Well, Bill you don't want to. Hey, hey uh, Mr. Alex Saint, you really don't want to let the hot spots out, do you? So what's that? <laughs> I don't think you want to let the hot spots out. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Alex, how are you feeling about this XPW show? Oh, man, this XPW show, man, it's, it's, it's looking real fun. I mean, like, just looking at the lineup or whatever, I mean, it's looking real fun, you know. I mean, they're using a lot of guys, like, these guys haven't really, you know, they haven't really been, they haven't had the biggest indie career since x folded, you know. But, I mean, it, 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 it looks like an awesome show. I don't know how long they're gonna be able to take this though. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't see them being able to do multiple shows. I remember when ECW they came out with a hardcore. Uh, it wasn't ECW, but when they started doing the hardcore homecoming shows, and I mean, they took it on tour. Whenever they hit up all the old venues ECW used to run in, and uh, you know that that phased out. They kept drawing less and less. So I see this one drawing really well. If they did a second one, I see them drawing okay. But, like, I, I don't see room for a third one. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Oh, all right. I'm so excited we're, for at, one, we're, we're at uh, Vampiro and Chaos. What's that? Vampiro and Chaos. What are your feelings, boys? Oh, Chaos is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I, I think it'll be an, I, I, I think it'll be uh, it'll be a great match. Anything with chaos is good, though. Um, but I, I get the one big question is if Vampiro, if Vampiro uh, actually shows up, though. Yeah, that. Oh, I, I think, I think he's coming. He's been talking about it. I, I, Vampiro, I think he's coming. But like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I've never really been blown away by like very many Vampiro matches. And Vampiro is a good gimmick, I think. But I, I think chaos mm-hmm. is just awesome, and I think I, I think it'd be fun. I mean. I'm not going into Andy's matches expecting five star match. I mean, that's not what the show is, you know. It's just going to be you get to see all the old XPW guys. It's going to be it's going to be a fun show. I mean, it's not, you know, what I'm saying it's not going to be like a work rate. People Pinsky out there with his notebook taking down notes about you know star this and 1642 and stuff like that. No, and and, that, and what I said to KZ earlier was was I've heard people say, oh, you know, a lot of these guys aren't the XPW originals. Can't believe why some of these guys are on the shows, but. It's really just, it's going to be a fun show. Just go into it like, you're, you know, it's going to be a fun show. Yeah. And, I mean, that's really all it's about. It's yeah, going to be fun. Like all the guys that I've talked to that are working the show, man, they're all super excited about it. I mean, 
this is gonna be, I think this is gonna be a real fun time, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be fun to see a lot of a lot of the guys haven't even been on the West Coast in a long time, so it'll yeah. be really fun just to see you know some of these guys. But I mean, you really just got to go into it just expecting to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, I think from the time that the the Joey Ryan uh, Miss Extreme contest starts all the way to you know the final match, which is I'm assuming going to be Supreme and uh, uh, Necro Butcher, just because of the setup of that match. I mean, I think it's going to be overall good good show. So I'm excited for it. Right. We are going to have the returning reunion of the gangsters, New Jack and Mustafa, against the WSN. I am not saying it. Chronic and rot. This one is going to be insane, and you're going to hear Natural Born Killers for 15 minutes. New Jack's going to done kill somebody, and that's what you're going He's to get. He's going to dive off something. He's going to do a dive. He's yeah. going to do a dive. I mean, it, Pretty it, it, damn sure. It, it, I mean, like, uh, it's just interesting, you know, like, uh, it's just interesting thing about the gangsters coming back, and I mean, I don't know, like, it, it's just really, it's kind of neat, you know, it's just kind of neat, you know, it's like a, a band getting back together or something, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of neat being able to see the gangsters come back to be able to say, because I mean, I don't know how many, uh, I don't know what Mustafa's doing nowadays, I don't know if he wants to get back into wrestling, but it's just kind of neat thing, you know. I was there, you know, the gangsters got back together. It's going to be kind of a neat thing, you know. I mean, the match is going to be what it is, you know, a lot of hitting people with stuff and a lot of bleeding, but it'll be fun. Hey, and that and that's what they do, so you can't really expect too much more. You know, you yeah. look at, I mean, just like KZ said, you know, you look back at any of the old ECW tapes, and for 15 minutes they're in there, they throw a trash can in the ring and beat the crap out of whoever's in there for your 10 minutes till the music stops, and wait for them to rewind it, and then they play it again, you know? So, yeah, it is what it is. The Probably the best gangsters match was probably the, the three-way in November to remember. It was uh, the gangsters against Sabu and RVD against the Eliminators. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of course it was Sabu and RVD and the Eliminators just tearing down the house, and New Jack and Mustafa were hitting people with shit while Natural Boy Killers was playing, and I mean... I didn't understand it. They should have st- they should that they should have thrown thrown in a sec- uh, different team because they the Eliminators and RVD and Sabu tore it up the first match. Oh well, yeah. I, I mean, I like I like the way it was done. I like the way it was set up, and I like the way it was done. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I just I, I like the way the whole thing was done. I mean, I, I liked it. You know, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was fine. I thought it worked. I thought it was kind of cool. You know, like Sabu and. Uh, Sabu and RVD and Eliminators had that badass match, and then they said, "Well, since there was no winner, then both of you are gonna fight the gangsters." And then I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Well, I liked the way they set it up, but I just I didn't like the execution in the three-way. It just didn't work. I mean, I think it RVD, did work, man. RVD, I mean, it, go back and watch the tape and listen to the fans. It is for. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, that's true. You know what? Uh, to be, I watched the match last week. To be honest, yeah. I watched it last week and. But before I watched the the RVD Sabu Eliminators match, then I watched this one. I'm like, okay, I'm a, it's a little flat. But you know, it is the gangsters. It's not like you're gonna go out there and get arm bars and you know leg locks. Right. <laughs> you're gonna get hit with something. <laughs> but you know, it was a good brawl. All right, next up we have the rubber match: GQ Money against Hardcore Homo Angel. Um. They've done it four times. They're both two and two. 
Um, from what I hear, this is going to be pretty much wrestling. They're not going to brawl. They're not going to fight. They want to just see who the better wrestler is. Give me a winner and why. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't. I, I think it's just going to be fun. I mean, I remember back when they having uh, they had a. I guess they had two matches back in the day, and then uh, I remember both of them being really fun. I remember really enjoying DC Money's work. I remember really enjoying Angel's work. So I mean, and now that I've seen Angel a couple other times live, I mean, I still enjoy his work. I mean, I think it's gonna be a fun match. I mean, I'm just going in here, and I mean, I just want to watch the match. I think it's gonna be real fun or whatever. I mean, I don't think I don't think you can predict who's gonna win and why because I don't think I, I don't see any of stuff going anywhere. If it does go somewhere, then I mean, that'll be. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how how far out this stuff has gone out, but I mean, I'm just going into it as a one night show. And then, I mean, it'll be a fun time, you know. I mean, I'm just going here literally just having a fun time, you know. I expect that match to be fun. I think it's going to be a draw, but that's just me. Or a double pin or something. Something wacky like that. Something, you know, where there's no winner, you know, and then they can bring it back if they come back. Yeah, but, I mean, where where are they going to bring it back to? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just think it's just going to be a fun match. I mean, it's just going to be a real fun Yeah, it's going to be goofy. I don't know if it'll be goofy. I mean, they had good matches back in the day. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't see it being goofy. I think it's cool to yeah. bring it out. TJ Rush and Veronica Kane back having the full uh, Enterprise. That's awesome. Mm. I love the Enterprise. The Enterprise is like my favorite stable and XCW. When Rizano they got Steve Rosano well, out. No offense to Steve Rosano, but. When they got Rosano out, I thought chaos. I mean, like the chaos is ahead of the Enterprise. It was just awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to agree. Completely agree. Any thoughts there, uh, Jeff? Do we have Jeff on the line? We don't. Jeff left. I'll oh, fuck him. Oh, man. So you're having a blast there in Vegas. Oh, yeah, man. Going to casinos and then, uh, uh, yeah, just going to casinos and just having a good time. I'm leaving next Thursday, I think, so be back in San Diego. It's awesome being able to leave the greatness of San Diego and go to the greatness of Las Vegas. And I'm finally up on money, so that's good. So I was losing money, and now I'm back up, so everything's all right. Hey, man, three-card poker's awesome. Those let it yeah, ride. three-card poker is awesome. We killed that table last night, too. It seemed like everybody was winning. It's good. Oh, wow. All right, we have about 29 minutes to go before Scorpio Sky graces us. Um, we are not going to have uh, Chris Kloss on this evening. Um, we are playing phone tag, and, and I couldn't quite catch up with Mr. Kloss, so um, I will take the fall for that one. Um, we do have confirmed. I don't have a date confirmed, but I do have confirmed. I, I spoke with him today. We do have Necro Butcher confirmed. So. All right. Um, we're working out on a date and see what we can do there. Um, yeah, he got back to me. I heard him a more team of disappointed people. Yeah, yeah. Um, After I, don't know that if, on DVD. I, I don't know if Morishima really wanted to do Necro's match. I get that feeling. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what the deal was. I, I went to see it on DVD, but, I mean, it was kind of people were disappointed by it. I don't know. We'll see. People were acting like they were disappointed by the the Danielson Marfuji match. I'm just like, what are you what are you expecting? You know, I mean, it's you always so know much- what though? They are ROH fans. You have to put it yeah. that way. They That's are fans true. that go to the shows. We are different. We we watch 
wrestling to watch wrestling. Yeah. These goofs, they go to these shows, and you know they 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 try to be a part of the show and whatever, and they they're really critical on these guys. What happened? Remember when you, Jeff, and myself, we were at that show in Newark. We just sat down and watched the show. Yeah. You just be a fan, sit down and watch the show. That's it. Enjoy yourself. Suspend your disbelief and have fun. Fuck. That's I, I remember. I, I was in San Francisco. I was at San Francisco, the Ring of Honor show. I remember like Danielson and Aries were putting on like this wrestling. Like it was really, really good stuff. And then like while the fans were just sitting on it, I was like, what? Yeah. What do you expect? Like, what do y'all? I don't understand it. <laughs> I I don't understand. The, the the ROH fan are a different breed, and, and I really don't know why they do what they do. It, Before, yeah. Speaking of Danielson, I got some New Japan uh, on uh, New Japan Dojo television, like right before I left, and I was watching that. Mm. It was Danielson, and I don't remember the guy's name now, but he was from New Japan, and that match was awesome. Danielson was awesome back then, and that guy was awesome, and then it was some good stuff I was seeing. Like, I, uh, I like that. I like the Togi Makabe Joe match, which was on the last TV show. Oh, that I haven't made fun. that far yet. I haven't made, oh. I, the last match I saw was the second Makabe uh, uh, Adam Pierce match. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's good stuff. Those dojo shows were yeah. awesome. Yeah, they were. It, it was kind of the, the premise was kind of funny to me though. Like, uh, the, the like the their heavyweight title was the Ring of Honor heavyweight title, and the tag belts were the New Japan Junior. <laughs> Tag team title. It was funny to me the whole premise of it, but like, uh, I mean, for the wrestling, it was real fun. Like, you know what you're going in there and getting. It was fun. I couldn't see myself being a casual fan enjoying the product, but I mean, for if you knew what you were getting, which I did, I enjoyed it. It was fun to me. Did Did you see the the uh, the juniors tournament they did? Uh, no, I did not. With X Pac and X Pac out there in a gi. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I, well, they put that on him because I, I don't think they wanted any issues with um, New York or anything. But, yeah, I'll I'll get that out to you um, with your, your next Ultimate Fighter disc. Um, oh, okay. Well, hell, let's talk about it. What do you think of the Ultimate Fighter so far? Uh, oh, I'm not I'm not that far into it. Like, uh, I just started watching it. I was, I was sitting down watching it right before I left the Vegas. Cause we've been getting ready for Vegas for like a couple weeks now, so I've been real busy at work. But like, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I was talking to a guy at work about it the other day, and it's just like the the, the badass fighter on like the quote unquote independent scene, like the Brian Danielson of mixed martial arts, already has a contract. So I mean, like, there ain't nobody that's like badass that's in the independent scene that doesn't have a contract already. So I mean, like, the ultimate fighter, like, I don't know, like, it's more about building up the coaches more. That's all. That's yeah. what it is now. It's all about building up the coaches for the fight. And I see they've announced uh, Frank Mirror against uh, uh, No Guerra yeah. for the next show. I think that's gonna be a train wreck because Nog doesn't even speak good English. <laughs> there you go. That's oh that's man. And those guys that train with him. That's gonna be some <laughs> twelve twelve weeks of Frank Mirror. Oh come on now. <laughs> oh man, twelve weeks. You won't be training until the final two. But I'm talking about the, the training with uh, I'm talking about the training with Nog. That's gonna be some, some crazy stuff. Well, I, I hope I hope that they they bring in a little of the shooter box um, type of training because that shit needs to be seen by American eyes. Uh, that's oh yeah, they need insane. to have like Vandalay Silva as a coach. This way can kill those kids. 
Oh, you never know. You never, never know. Like they do. His assistant coach would be like Mauricio Shoga and Uwa, and he'll just, like, kill all of them. Oh, boy. So has uh, any of the fighters caught your eye? Did Did you watch no. the first two episodes? No. No. One. No? Okay. No. And I don't expect anyone to. Like I said, I think that the days of, like, it was like even like last season, like Mac Danzig. I even knew who Mac Danzig was like a lot. Like in the first couple of seasons, like I, I like I I'd heard like that some of the guys was reps or whatever, but I'd never seen them. Like of course Griffin and a lot of those guys. I mean those guys were already you know fighting on bigger shows or whatever. And then like then like toward the end of the seasons, like they were pulling out UFC preliminary guys and putting them on the show. Like come on now, you know you've already put them on the UFC like. Why you put him on the Ultimate Fighter like Joe Lousen? Like, what the fuck was he doing on Ultimate Fighter other than they just needed a body? Because that guy should have already had a contract. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. Matt Danzig, I mean, like, well, they just tried to introduce him like that. For, for fuck's What's sake. That? He fought on the U.S. Pride show. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like that last season was just like the Matt Danzig showcase show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, here's Matt Danzig. He is a badass. He killed everyone in the house. I, I just saw that as like the Matt Danzig showcase show. Like, the, the next couple of teams go to the fighter. I mean, it's not even, it's not going to be about the fighters anymore. It's going to be about the fight. You there, brother? It's loud, isn't it? It's loud. FAC, that's a jet right there. Are you out on the strip? <laughs> That's what happens when you stand like 10 feet away from a, from a flight line. Damn. That's my Yeah. Uh, why aren't you in the strip club now? Why aren't you doing the show from a strip club? All right, there's the last one. All right. Yeah, you're talking about Ibushi being out of DDT4 and then putting in El Blazer? That's awesome. I don't give a fuck. I think Gorilla, like, I, I don't know. Ring of Honor, they, when they brought over Ibushi, they made it seem like a big deal. Like, hey, you have to see this Ibushi guy. Every time they bring over a, a guy from Japan, they make him seem like he's a big deal. Even though, like, I'm probably seeing most of these guys already, they just make him seem like they're a big deal. But PWG does not make these guys seem like a big deal at all. Like, I'd almost be willing to, to fly to Cleveland to go see Ibushi then I would have drive two hours to L.A. to go see a bullshit. Because, I mean, it's just, yeah. You know, they don't make them seem like it's a big deal. Oh, you know what You just know who El Blazer is. The Ring of Honor was in El Blazer. I mean, they put them in, I mean, they put them in high-profile matches, and they put out the video wire, you know, all these clips of him doing crazy crap, and you have to see him, and I don't know. It seems like Ring of Honor is able to showcase their international talent a lot more. They, they made Ibushi look better than he is. Um, he's a oh, yeah, they did. I'm not an indie a... guy. I mean, he's an indie guy. He works for fucking DDT. You know, he's a lower-rate indie guy. Yeah, I'll tell you, though, uh, El Blazer, there's no one no one that can fly like that guy. He is just fucking insane. Um, no matter what gimmick you want to put him in there, Yoshitunu uh, or whatever the fuck he's called, or Shinawa, all these other gimmicks, he's just fucking a nut. And... You know, and you know, technically he's a he's a mini. Yeah. 
which is okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to drive two hours to see El Blazer. I don't. It just doesn't seem like a big deal to me. I mean, if it was Tanahasi, I mean, that'd be something different. But it's not Tanahasi. Well, yeah. Dude, I'd drive down myself to see Tanahashi, but... Wow. That DDC4 looks a little weak this year. Yeah, it is. I, I don't understand why they're making it for the tag titles again. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't understand why they need a... I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. You might lose me here, so keep talking, Alex. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't know why they're doing a, another tag team tournament this year. I mean, maybe it helped out with the DVD stuff last year. I don't know. That could have been a possibility. Like, they hit, they hit a good sales, and they're going to try it out again. They haven't had a good tag tournament since Tango and Cash. There hasn't been a good PWG tournament since, tag tournament since, since Tango and Cash. Bottom... That's the bottom line. They're never going to touch it. They're never going to have the talent that they had. You know, that was just a tremendous show. So uh, I, I'm assuming you're out walking around. Okay. Are you on there, brother? Uh, I think I may have lost Alex. Nope. He's still here. Okay. That's... Uh, Alex is still here. Oh, oh yeah, well, okay, I got like 20 steps going off behind me. Oh. I, I want to know why you're not doing this from a strip club, man. What the hell? Okay. Well, I think I may have lost Mr. Saint. Yep, I've lost Alex. Boo hoo. Are you there? It's not my phone. It's your phone. Yep, I lost Alex. Oh, hopefully he'll call back in. Um, Alex is on the road in Vegas uh, doing that military thing. Because, um, you know, there aren't many guys that actually make a living as a pro wrestler, but Alex does have a hell of a career going on in the uh, the military. So it uh, supplements his uh, his wrestling, which is cool. Um, let's see. What we're going to do is play a quick song.
shit never gets old. Never gets old. Much props to LaParca316, figure4online.com, for uh, supplying us with that drop. Um, like I said, man, I, I never get tired of the Kali and uh, Iron Sheik drops. That's just the good stuff right there. Um, let's check the phone lines here. Oh, boy. Nope. Okay, we have about 15 minutes until Scorpio Sky comes on the line. Wow. Like I said, man, it's smoking up here in NorCal, man. It's over over 95 still. Got the AC going, though. I finally hooked it up. Uh, the wifey Jessica finally got it going. And I got the uh, the zombie wisers and a little something-something, too. So keeping cool. Just keeping cool. Uh, Scorpio Sky will be calling in in 15 minutes, like I said. Oh, boy. Okay, let's see. We have... Sorry guys, I'm I'm gassed here, so Yeah, like I said I'm gassed. Oh man, I'm tired. This heat is just it, it's killing me. It's 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 excessively hot. Um I don't have any more cool, funny little songs to play, but uh hopefully uh Alex will call back in, or Jeff will call back in. Uh, we got 14 minutes until uh, Scorpio Sky's due in, so. Um. Okay, let's see what we got here. All righty. Let's see what we got going on here. Pardon me, folks. Sorry, having a computer issue here. Computer issue. I'm having problems with my board here. So let's see what I got going on here. Okay. Right. Uh, damn, pop-ups. I hate this shit. Alrighty. Let's check the phone lines. Anybody on? Okay, we have about 13 minutes. Uh, those of you that are listening, if you'd like to call in and shoot the shit for for a little while, three four seven two one five. Seven nine four six. Um, there's not much news really going on. Um, not much news to really talk about. You know, it's just pretty much the same old shit. Um, yeah, like I said, same old, same old. Um, let's see, do we have any callers? No, we don't. Okay. Let me see what I can do here. Man cooking baby <laughs> it's hot it be hot um let's see we have any callers yet no we don't 12 minutes to go until scorpio sky is due to call in um yeah like i like i told you guys earlier um i do have necro butcher confirmed um for an appearance um i'm not sure quite when uh, we need to work out the logistics. He just got back to me again today. Uh, we did have him scheduled a few months ago, but um, he was in Japan, so he couldn't uh, he couldn't make it. Um, and then he also, you know, had his wedding and all that other stuff. And you know, it's pretty pretty tough to get that guy on anything, um, you know, unless you're paying and booking him for a show or something. But wow, I'm gassed, man. This heat is just uh, just knocking me out. 
Um, let's see, what can we do here? Well, you know what? Um, no, I, I do have an interview uh, that was conducted with myself, uh, with David Wills. Um, I was thinking of, of playing that um, instead of uh, having Scorpio Sky on because I'm really wiped out here. I, I really shouldn't have did a show, but, you know, I had a pressure from people to do it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> like I said, we're just, we're going to keep on the line. We're just going to keep going. Um, see, there's a Samoan Joe autograph session at Collector's Realm in Poughkeepsie, New York on Saturday from 1230 to 3 p.m. before the TNA house show that day or that night at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know they were running a show there, but that's interesting. Um, oh, boy. I am running out of gas here. We have ten minutes to go until Scorpio Sky is due to call in. Um, okay, you know what? Let me text someone here real quick. All right. I don't have any songs to play. I didn't uh, upload any like a dumbass. Um, you know what? Fuck it. We'll stay on. I, I was going to play the interview that I did with uh, uh, David Wills, but that's okay. Um, AAW on May 31st in Berwyn, Illinois, outside Chicago at the Eagles Club. They have Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley, the Motor City Machine Guns, against the North Star Express, Darren Corbin and Ryan Cruz which should be fun. Um, they also have an eight-man tournament for an AAW title shot. That includes Josh Abercrombie and one of my personal favorite uh, Japanese pro wrestlers, Akuta Hadaka. Uh, Hadaka is in town for, geez, most of the month of June, which should be fun. I wonder if we can get him on the West Coast. Um, I have Jeff Dino on the line. Jeffrey, are you here to say my drowning ass? Okay, what's up, man? Yo, yo. Alex Saint and Jeff Dino. That well, well I, was, me. I was basically going to call up to, to run down some TNA results from this weekend's uh, pay-per-view. Um, again, I was very disappointed with TNA product. Oh, crap. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the pay-per-view. Wasn't worth my download. Uh, it's probably not worth the download. <laughs> it was It was horrendous. It was horrendous. I watched... They, 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 they they tried that that uh that there was uh, a there was a hair match uh, with Gail Gail Kim winning a hair match and uh she beat Angelina Love and I watched I watched the match twice uh I watched it when it came out on the replay over the week and I still don't understand how the hair match went and and how you had to win it they were they were explaining it on the air and I still couldn't couldn't understand it. How did how did Roxy Laveau get her haircut? I don't understand that. That that was the thing I don't understand was how she ended up getting it cut. They were they were going through qualifying matches or something throughout it. Like if somebody went out first or uh, somebody done won it. I, I didn't understand it and I I really just gave up. Um, Angelina Love is beautiful. But it was. <laughs> That's probably why yeah. they cut her hair. It's but um, it, it was like just such a disappointing disappointing pay per view. And they're trying too much with the gimmick matches, which just, they're overdoing it. 
what, what did you think of the cage match? I thought it was cool. I mean, they should have added like 20 more guys in there to, you know, to clutter it up a little more. It didn't work. The one, the one in AAA was just insane. Just because the guys in AAA don't give a fuck. They don't care. You know, they're like, we're going to go out there, we're going to bust our ass because we are possibly the top promotion in Mexico and we don't give a fuck. You could tell I, that the guys in TNA were just, they were tentative. They were, they were definitely holding back. I haven't seen one of the AAA ones, so I, I definitely like to watch uh, some of those from down in, down in Mexico. Um, but, I, I mean, like I said, overall, I was real disappointed with the pay-per-view. Um, it was, it was it, I don't know. They, it seems like they're trying too hard, and they're trying to give people way too much, where, you know, back when they started, they just had straight wrestling, and they didn't mm-hmm. have all these gimmick matches, you know. I, I love the weekly shows. The oh, weekly I, I, pay-per-views were great. Oh, I, I mean, great. I, I, bought, I would buy all of them, all the weekly pay-per-views. But now, you know, I wouldn't spend, you know, five bucks on the pay-per-view because it just doesn't interest me anymore. Mm-hmm. But we, the weekly shows were worth watching. I mean, it was only ten bucks. Um, you know, pretty much came out to what you'd pay for the pay-per-view for the month. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was quality wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they didn't try yeah. too hard. On the weekly shows, the upper card stuff was, wasn't that great, but the X Division and the mid card was just awesome. The tag oh, stuff I mean, was awesome. But it, it's because it was all built around the X Division. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we, they do. They were doing what no one else was on on a higher on a higher scale. Um, I, I you know there were other companies, but you know they were the ones doing it on pay per view. You know it was just just fun. Any any comments there, Alex? Oh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean. They're making money now. I mean, that's the that's the one thing I can't say is they weren't making money then, and they're making money now. Uh, the buy rate, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I thought TNA, I thought TNA was. I just like the matches back in the day. I didn't really enjoy the overall product. I mean, and eventually that eventually that wears out too. Like you can only see good matches. You know, good matches only be a draw to you. Like it'll it'll have, it'll have a shelf life. You know. You gotta have more substance to it. That's why WWE's still around. That's a good point. Now, what if what if TNA were to give someone the book unconditionally, like a Heyman or a Cornette? Do you think that they would be able to turn turn this crap around? Uh, it, it all takes time, and I mean, it would take everyone. Yeah, it would take. I mean. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they're making money now. People going to the house shows or whatever. I mean, I don't think it's unsalvageable. I mean, I don't know. You got the right guy in there. I don't know. I, I don't know. When was the last time question? Hmm. Now, my, my my issue is it's Jarrett. Everything goes. It, Jarrett, Jarrett is the Vince of TNA. Everything, the buck stops at Jarrett. And uh, that bothers the shit out of me because... They have booking talent. There are guys there that, that have proven that they can book. And I, I don't know what the issue is. I mean, there's Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel gets a bad rap. Okay, he knows how to book the wacky fucking Memphis stuff. That's fine. There's a place for that on the card. But not all over. 
you know, with all the run-ins and all this other shit. And then there's obviously, you know, the the Vince Russo uh, fingerprints as well. But, you know, the bottom line is Jeff Jarrett lets it go. You know, it's a, it's a fucking joke. What do you think, Jeff? Um, I, hey, anything to make TNA better, I'd, I'd be happy to see. I was... I've just been real disappointed the last, you know, couple of years with TNA. I went to, when I was in uh, Florida last month, I went and saw uh, one of the tapings and was real disappointed with the taping and and even how it was ran, just getting the people in the building. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, I, I, I mean, as a fan, I would like to see, you know, see a lot of things change. Well, because as, as Thursday night, as Thursday night comes along, like it is tonight, I'll turn I'll turn something else on instead of TNA. You know, dude, I watch CSI well, and ER instead. I'd watch. I mean, I yeah, I'd go. I'll go turn the office on right now, or you know, whatever. But you know, I, I don't even I don't even think. Oh, TNA's on tonight. Like like if Monday comes along, I'd be like, oh, Raw's on tonight. But I won't even think about TNA on a Thursday mm-hmm. night. I feel sorry for, for Brian Alvarez and, and Wade Keller and Dave Melcher and all these guys that have to watch this shit. It's their job to watch it, and I feel sorry for them. I really do. It's fucked up that they have to sit through it. But, I mean, sure, they make good money doing what they're doing, but still, you know, it's not fair. And uh, we have a couple more minutes until uh, Scorpio Sky is coming on the line. Um, Alex, I'm not going to patch you through. I know you're listening. So uh, go out, dude. Go to a fucking casino instead of being on the phone with us losers. Get out of here. <laughs> Can you believe that? He's in Vegas, and he should be in a casino, and he's on the phone with us. Uh, well, he's out for two weeks. You know, you can't be out there every night. Hmm. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, there's shows. There's all kinds of stuff you can watch. and Ah, uh, well, you know. You can't, you can't burn everything down, you know, first couple days you're there. True that. Well, Jeff, I appreciate your time. SoCal Pro Wrestling this Saturday? This Saturday night. That's it. This Saturday night. You can get all the info for that. SoCalProWrestling.com Also, WrestleWarehouse.com Buy three XPW DVDs. Get one SoCal Pro DVD. It'll be random. Or you can go through the listings and you can put in uh, in the comments section whichever date you want. I, yeah. I advise uh, Super Clash from last year, September 15th or any show from this year. Um, those are just my personal my personal picks because those are the ones I've seen. But you can go through the listings. You know, there's a bunch of different guys. Jeff, I got Scorpio on the other line. Thanks for uh, for calling in and saving my ass once again. Hey, thank you. Talk to you later. All right. All right, brother. Take it easy. All right, well, that was uh, SoCal Pro Wrestling owner Jeff Dino. He also runs WrestleWarehouse.com. Um, for all your DVD needs and whatnot, you know, you don't need to support those East Coast assholes. You can come on West. The shipping time is shorter and all that other. But I do have a caller on the line. What's going on, player? How you doing? Okay, my my board's not working. Okay, Scorpio, what's going on? Okay. Hangler's bro. I have to restart me. There we go. Okay, I have to restart my board. Stay on the line, Scorp. I'll be right there. i got to restart this thing. 
God, I need Skype so I can record anytime. Bear with me, brother. Okay, uh, another hard sell. Uh, this Saturday, Boys and Girls Club in Oceanside, outside San Diego. Uh, SoCal Pro Wrestling returns. Uh, what should be a, dip, a fun show, no doubt. Um, if you're in the San Diego area, come on out, check it out. Uh, you get all the info for that at SoCalProWrestling.com. Um, you know, they've been tearing it down. The, the, that's all I'm saying is they've been tearing it down. Uh, SoCal Crazy is on a roll. Um, I would actually like to uh, like to see SoCal Crazy in the ring with with our next guest, Scorpio Sky. I think that would that would be a really really fun match. Um, you know, you know, Jeff. I'm going to go on record. If by some chance in hell you book Scorpio Sky against SoCal Crazy, I will fly my happy ass 500 miles back down there to see the match. I think it would be fun stuff. Um, Hang with me there, Scorp. I know you're on hold, brother. I gotta restart my. Hey, how's it going? Are you on, Scorp? I'm here. I'm here. Can you awesome. hear me? I got you, man. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, my computer, computer's running so damn slow. I think it's because of the heat. Oh I'm yeah. 95, I hear brother. 95 up here. This is not fair. It's this hot, man. I'm right. telling you, it's a, it's scorching. The summer is here. Yeah, but it's not supposed to be that hot up here. Not yet. I'm not prepared. <laughs> yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Oh, I'm glad we got on, though, Thursday. I missed it on uh, Tuesday, so I'm glad we were able to do this tonight. It's all good, brother. It's all good. So you're teaming with Ronan this weekend. Yeah, DDT4, PWG. I got uh, Ronan. You know, I broke into the business with Ronan. He was right there in the Rudo's dojo, and uh, I think we've, you know, we were kind of thrown together, and uh, I think we've kind of come out to be a pretty good team uh, that people didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ronan, Ronan's kind of interesting. He, he's, he's rather big, um, super dragon type big. He looks a little round. Um, is there any reason for that, or he's just, you know, I'm, I've got the mask, but I'm not going to be a 140 pound luchador. You know, he's not your typical uh, masked-looking gentleman. Um, right. I, I don't want to he's, bury him. I, I love his work. I don't want to bury him. I'm just saying he he doesn't I, – I don't know. I, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass or, or, or something, but he is a hell of a talent. Um, Who would you guys draw? Who do you have in the first round? We've got uh, Roderick Strong and uh, Jack Evans. Oh, that's going to be fun stuff. Have it should be a, a good test. Up? Have you ever gotten in there with Jack? I have. I have. Uh, I wrestled Jack on Wrestling Society X, and um, I actually tied up with him for a couple of minutes back on an uh, Epic War show years ago. I've never been in the ring with Roderick Strong, though. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, make sure that you have your chi- chiropractor's phone number, brother. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He's got the most vicious backbreakers I have ever seen, and yeah. many, many of them. And... Roddy is just, uh, uh, he's, he's, and he is just insane the way that he can go, and he's young. He's still young. He's a beast. He's relatively he's a beast. healthy. You know, he hasn't had that big injury yet. Um, but uh, seeing you in there with, with, uh, with Jack is going to be fun. Um, Jack has just been tearing it up. Um, do you watch AAA at all? 
No, I don't, actually. I don't get many chances to watch it. Hmm. I really don't like the product. Um, it's a little too too wacky and goofy for me. Right, I can understand that. I, I, I have been watching to see Jack Evans and Teddy Hart down there. And mm-hmm. Jack is just... I think with the match range. with the match we have, we've got a real interesting pairing here because you have myself who... Who is who can fly, you know? Who can legitimately get in there and flip around? Uh, and I can also wrestle on the ground and get technical. And then we got Ronan, who is just a straight up smash mouth. He'll just smash you into the ground. I tell you, he can hit hard. I'll tell you that. I've uh, wrestled him many times, and that guy, when he throws a forearm, you feel it. And when he power bombs you or hits you with the DVD, it's it's devastating. And then we got on the other team, we got Jack Evans, who you know, I mean. Something must have gone wrong when God was making him because he has no gravity. He can just get up and just do anything, and he'll just be walking down hallways and just do some kind of weird corkscrew flip. And you're like, hey, whoa, what's going on here? You know. So you got him, and then you got Roderick Strong, who, in my opinion, is is one of the best in the United States right now. You know, he's uh, one heck of a talent. He's awesome. I, I I'm looking forward to getting the ring with them. So um, I think it's going to be a real good pairing. It's a, it's a bit of a sleeper match, but I think you know. We're going to go out there and have a really, real good match and do some memorable things. Mm. Yeah, the, the the matches that they have announced are, are going to be fun. Abushi's um, out. Uh, he's out with a broken ankle. But they're bringing in an L Blazer, and, and if anybody out there follows uh, the Japanese indie sleaze stuff, uh, DDT and uh, 666 and all those smaller groups, you'll know who he is. Um, he wrestles under di- a couple different gimmicks, and he is just... He's a lot like Pac and a lot like Jack, where it's just like this whole Matrix thing going on with this guy. And um, if you you need to go and see this guy, uh, Scorp, I'm telling you personally, you need to stick your head out of the curtain and just watch this guy. And he just, <laughs> just flip flop flies all over the place, and he's teaming with Keiji Toro, which is uh, I forget what he was. He was uh, one of the Mango Brothers in Michinoku Pro and he broke away, and they're taking on uh, Joey Ryan and Scott Lost, which, that's going to be fun stuff. That's yeah, it should be a real interesting match. Really yeah, interesting. Uh, I, I, I admit, I haven't, I don't really know, I'm not familiar with those two guys. I've, you know, I've really actually never heard of them before this show, but um, uh, I've heard good things about them, and, uh, you know, we've got the pro wrestling gorilla curse going on right now. <laughs> Everybody's getting hurt, but, um, you know, it could turn out to be a good thing. You know, a lot of times you can turn a negative into a positive. And uh, the L Blazer, you know, if he's as good as you say he is, then it, I think the fans will definitely be the winners in this one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I my my personal my personal uh, pick for for match of the first round is going to be uh, Steen and Generico, who have been probably they have overtaken the Briscoes as the top independent team in the states. Just my opinion. And wow. That I mean, I've seen them against many different types of teams, and and they're getting in there once again with Super Dragon and Davey Richards. That's going to be Smash Mouth beat the living hell out of each other for 20 minutes, you know. And someone's gonna someone's gonna get hurt in that match. And you've been in there with Dragon, and have you been in there with Richards? I have. Uh, I was opposite Richards in a six-man tag in PWG once. And aside from brawling on the floor, I, I didn't really uh, mix it up with him too much in the ring. But, you know, I've seen what he can do, and, 
and 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 Dragon and and Davy have you know they're uh, you know real in, intense and physical in there, and, and they know how to get in and hurt people. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it's going to be something to see them mix it up with Kevin Steen and Generico, two guys I have been in the ring with. Uh, it's it's going to be something, again, memorable. It's going to be really crazy. I'm sure you're going to see with uh, Generico, I'm sure you're going to see something that you've never seen before. And, uh, you know, somebody's going to get that big boot in the corner and, and probably lose a couple of teeth in the in the process. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> I, I, find it cool. I find it cool that MVP on SmackDown snatched that move from Generico. I love it. You know, Very cool. I'm a, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of MVP. Big yeah, fan I of MVP. Yeah, I too. That's... I think he's great. And you know what though? The push that the push that that Antonio's getting, it it wouldn't couldn't happen to a better guy. You know, he's as right. humble as any worker I've ever spoken to. And you know, he's so down to earth. You know, and he's just like, fuck yeah, I'm here, I'm happy, I'll go out, I will work hurt, I'll do what I have to do. You know. Right, right. Am I? Did I get cut off? Okay, I am so sorry about that, guys. I, uh, my phone, I guess it's my, my internet phone went out on me. Okay, Scorp, are you back on, brother? I'm here, I'm here. Okay, sir, I'm sorry. I lost my, uh, my voice over IP, which is kind of funny. I still have internet, but my voice over IP went, so. Oh, no problem, no problem. We're back on. It wasn't that long. Yeah, it's not, not a good thing. I'm going to lose my damn internet. But that, that kind of stinks. But uh, okay. Anyway, I was I brought up the name T.J. Perkins. Now, oh, okay. I, I honest opinion. Why hasn't T.J. gone out more around the country as opposed to Puma? <sighs> you know, uh, that's a very good question. Um, you know. I, I, I like Puma. Uh, I definitely I like Puma. The look is great. You know what I mean. As far as in ring ability, you know both guys or whatever. You know they're they're incredible, incredible. Um, but uh, Puma is is very entertaining to watch. But then you have T.J. Perkins, who in my opinion has a, a, a great look, has a great look, and really doesn't need the mask. Uh, especially now, you know I mean, he's doing the whole checkers thing, and he's got his hair all you know, and multicolored, and, and I think, you know, he's he's got a good-looking good, good looking actual body. Uh, I don't think there's any reason why he couldn't make it off of his regular look. So it, it it is surprising why he hasn't gone out more around the country. But then you can also look and say, why hasn't Scott Lost gone out more around the country? I mean... <laughs> I, I'm not going to answer that. I know the answer to that, but I'm not going to. What is the answer? I I can't. Oh, oh, I would I, love to know the. No, this is this is a shoot right here. We need to we need right, to make this right, shoot. This what is the answer? All right, this is a shoot. He has a rather well-paying day job, and it's it's kind of tough for him to to leave on Fridays. 
and that, that's really? huge. Yes. Now, when I was in San Diego in, in March, um, I actually went to the Enterprise Rent-A-Car that he works at. Huh. So, wow. Oh, no, I wasn't yeah. even aware he worked there. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think I think Scott uh, would definitely love more bookings outside of Southern California. And, and in my opinion, Scott is probably one of the best in-ring guys in the country. And I've been in the ring with a lot of guys, and Scott Lost is, you know, I mean, he's kind of, you know, he patterns himself after Bret Hart. And, you know, he kind of has that Bret Hart where that you never really saw Bret Hart off. You know what I mean? You never looked and say, oh, man, you know, he looks like he's having an off night. Same with Scott Lost. You know, even when he'll come to the back and say, man, I felt off out there, he still looked incredible and better than most of the other guys. And I think that's how Scott is. You know, he never has an, a legitimate off night, and everything he does looks so good. It's amazing, and he has a great look as well. It's amazing he hasn't blown up more outside of Southern California. Yeah, but the Scott. same thing with T.J. Perkins. You know, going back to T.J., I think he has an awesome look. And, you know, I mean, nobody's perfect, but, uh, you know, T.J. Perkins, as far as in-ring ability, is, is as close to perfect as you can get. And uh, it, it is a shame that neither one of those guys have blown up outside of the Southern California area stronger than they have already. Okay. I, I don't know. I think that, I think that T.J. would play the pretty boy heel type of character. Mm-hmm as opposed to the white meat baby face. Or, um, the, the last time I saw him in the ring as TJ was in, in March for New Wave Pro Wrestling. It was in a three-way with LTP and Chimera. And it was, it was good. It was solid. Um, but there was, a, there was a problem toward at the finish where the referee fucked up and made the wrong count. So the match right. ended early. But they were building progressively. They weren't doing the typical three-way spots, you know, uh, pile-up, suplexes, and crap like that. They were just, that one guy was going, and they were just, they were flowing. It was, they were telling a hell of a story, but then the ref had to fuck it up. Fuck you, right. Rachel. But I, <laughs> I, I, think... I feel that he's ready to break out, TJ and Scott. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think with, with TJ, uh, the thing that I've always noticed uh, was that, and this is kind of the the difference between Puma and T.J. Perkins. The only problem I ever saw with T.J. Perkins was um, he was almost too reserved in the ring, and uh, you know he he just needed to help come out of his shell a little bit more and find himself and find his comfort within uh, his himself outside of the actual wrestling. And when you're Puma and you have a mask, you, you don't really have to do that as much. You, you have your mask, and you have your look, and your, your, your outfit, so people can just look at that, and you really don't need to show that much of a character. That's why I actually got rid of my, you know, lost my mask, uh, so I can bring more of a character out. But if you watch more of the uh, recent Pro Wrestling Gorilla stuff, TJ has done that. He's been working more as a, a heel, and he's been coming out of his shell a lot more, and uh, he's been getting over so I think that's really the only thing TJ has been missing. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree. Um, the TJ Hooker team is just awesome. It's yeah, awesome. yeah, good. Hook, Hook is the five foot nothing guy who thinks that he's seven foot. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I, he's a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, he is. But you know what? Hooky, Hooky does not get the love that he deserves. 
You know, that kid is really talented. And yeah. You know, the the best thing that he did was move from Northern California. Oh yeah, definitely. I remember the first time he came down, he was he was he was a real big deal. The first time he came down to, here to Southern California, and um, you know every time he came after that, he was a big deal as well. And you know, there's another guy that really hasn't uh, blown up as much as he could, and even within this area, I think uh, Hook Bombelli is a heck of a talent, and definitely could could be used uh, on a larger scale uh, by more promotion. Well, I mean, if you're trained by my personal favorite indie worker, Michael Modest, you've got to be doing something okay. If you survive Definitely. his dojo, you know, if you're in there with Bison Smith getting your ass handed to you on a daily basis, you've got to be tough. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be Bison tough, Smith's Definitely. <laughs> I remember uh, actually a couple of, couple of weeks ago, I was sitting in the EWF dressing room with, uh, it was Hook Bomberry and Apollo Khan and myself, and we were kind of just sitting around talking and, and joking around about, uh, you know, how we can actually legitimately handle ourselves if anybody really tried to, you know, take advantage of us, yeah, out, you know, in the ring or in the dressing room or whatever. How, you know, we're definitely three guys that uh, can back up anything we'll say. <laughs> so that was that. That's you know that that goes in part of the training. You know, you got to learn how to take care of yourself. So, you you were spending some time with Apollo Khan. Is he back in the country? Bit. Apollo Khan, yeah, he's um, he was uh, he wrestled in the EWF what two weeks ago, I believe, and I actually did some sort of interview for him uh, for a website that he's working on. I'm not really familiar with what website it is, but uh, I ended up doing that after the show, and uh, yeah, that was just about two weeks ago. Oh wow, I he's been uh, he uh, dropped off the face of at least the NorCal scene. Um, do you know if he was there visiting Hook, or did he actually move down there? Um, you know what, I, I, I don't know. I didn't get that long of a time to talk with him, um, but I'm not really sure if he was visiting, or did he move down here, or what it was. Okay, well, this this should answer it. Did he have hair? Yes, he did. <laughs> he did. That's fine. That yeah. means he's back in country. So... <laughs> If he has hair, he's okay. Good, good. <laughs> That's kind of a telltale sign when a military gentleman comes back. So. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's pick up where we left off uh, Tuesday. Um, Rev Pro shut down, and then what happened? Where Where'd you go? Well, um. You know, first of all, just talking about Rev Pro shutting down, it was um, it was it was a real tough thing for all of us, and it was kind of a thing where all of us were like, okay, now what after that? Uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla had already opened up, and had already been running for you know, uh, gosh, maybe a year at that time, and um, it was you know it was it was a blow still because Revolution Pro was still like, number one for all of us, you know, Chris Bosch, Quicksilver, myself, Ronan, you know, it was still our number one place to work, and, uh, you know, we had had a huge year uh, right coming up until those last couple of months. We were drawing really well, and the DVDs were pumping out, and they were selling, and we were doing really well, and then it kind of just crashed the last couple of months. As soon as they announced that it was over, you know, the interest was kind of, like, just 
not really there until the very end. So it was kind of a hard thing to watch go away. Uh, after that, really, it was uh, is when Pro Wrestling Gorilla took off and started kind of taking over the area out here in Southern California. We all ended up working there mostly, whether it be two times a month or once a month or however often they were running. And uh, that basically is where we ended up. Most of us ended up. Uh, some of us have scattered off to Epic or, um, you know, um, EWF and all of the other promotions around here, hybrid for wrestling. And, um, you know, so we're all working still. But uh, I'd say probably most of us in some way, shape, or form ended up in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Okay. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned hybrid. You yes. mentioned hybrid to discuss the Young Bucks. Let's talk about those two motherfuckers. They are nice. The young bucks, young bucks, man. Uh, they're they're awesome. You know, what I mean, I can't I can't say one bad thing about the young bucks. Um, from the very first time I saw them, I knew they were gonna be something. Uh, I remember when they came into the Rudos Dojo, and uh, it was it was it was kind of funny because uh, at the time they were a different people than they are now. You know, what I mean, and. Uh, they kind of came in, and, um, you know, they came in, they did their thing, and they were doing their flipping around and everything, and all the uh, older guys in the class were kind of looking at them like, you know what I mean, like, F these guys, well, you, you know, learning, get in the ring and take a bump, you know what I mean, before you start doing all kinds of flips. And, um, you know, I was, I, I saw a lot in them what, uh, what I saw in myself when I first started, so I, I always tried to be nice to them in the very beginning and, and, and help them along if I can and and those they've actually given me a lot of um, credit for a lot of the help that they have received along the way uh, they gave me a great compliment saying that they used to watch Quicksilver myself and they kind of based themselves after that and um, they you know remembered advice that I've given them over the years that helps them along which you know to me is a great compliment because I'll kind of look at them and I'm like, you know, wow, these guys are phenomenal. And then they can look back at me and say, you know, you know, well, we learned this from you or whatever. And they're just kind of like, you know, wow, you know, and they're in Japan now, you know, so I'm, I'm definitely Dragon proud of those guys. Yeah. You know, Dragon you Gate, know, you know, big you, promotion. You, you say, you say that they're the flippy floppy guys, they're fast and all that. Now is the true test to see if they're the real deal, if they can keep up with the Dragon Gate boys. <laughs> I definitely think they them, can keep up. I definitely think they can keep up. The only unfortunate thing is Matt Jackson, uh, about a week before leaving for Japan, cracked one of his ribs. And I'm hoping that that's not going to affect him out there. And so um, let's just hope that he's going to go out there and be safe and, and be able to be, you know, I mean, obviously he's not going to be 100%, but, um, you know, let's hope he can perform at least to 100%. I told him before he left, I said, you know, even you at 50%, you're still better than most of the other guys you know, that I, I've seen. So, I mean, like I said, those guys are, are great. They're two of my favorite people. They're very, very close friends of mine. And I, I want nothing but good for them. And, you know, I believe those are the type of guys right there. They're going to be up in New York working with WWE eventually. You know, I, I truly believe that's going to happen. So just keep your eye on those guys, you know. They're going to do some big things in wrestling. Well, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting to get in my Dragon Gate DVDs. I get them every month. Oh, yeah. So I'm waiting for that footage to good, come. Good, good. I heard they got streamers their first match. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Perfect. That's very and, cool. You know, 
the uh, the the Dragon Gate fans, you know, they're they're no idiots. You know, I, I like to compare them to the Ring of Honor type fan, where sure they draw two hundred, but it's a rabid two hundred. They're smart and they know their shit. And right, right. You know, as far as the Bucks, um, PWG has has put you know has put the shove behind them. Um, also, uh, uh, Marquez with the NWA Pro has put the push behind him. And Definitely. I'm going to disagree with you about them going to New York. I'm going to disagree with you. Really? My, my personal feeling is that, and I've been saying this for months now, is that, that Marquez has got the product that will, that will draw money, that will draw ratings. They're just one money mark away from, from pushing up there to battle TNA and overpass them. And, and you know, I'm going to even throw the name out that I have said many times. Mark Cuban, I think, will get behind them, and that's it. And it's on. If Marquez gets a bankroll, you know you'll be working every weekend. Because, <laughs> you know, you're one of Jesse's boys. So, you know, but I, I honestly feel that, that if they get that money behind them, that's it. That's all they're missing. Because that, that NWA showcase is good TV. That is good stuff. And you know, I, I hope you're right. Uh, I, I've seen it. I haven't really been a part of the product that much, but uh, as far as you know, the actual showcases. Um, but you know, I mean, what I've seen, I've, I've really enjoyed. You know, the stuff they've had with Sonny Sampson and Carl Anderson, Joey Ryan, Adam Pierce. I think there is a lot of talent, and I think there is a market. And I really like how they um, promote it. Uh, I'm I'm a huge mark for the old, you know, school NWA anyway. So the way they showcase themselves in that old school fashion, where it's classy, I really enjoy watching that. that I'm, a, you know, I'm a wrestler, and I enjoy watching it. So I mean, any kind of wrestling fan should enjoy it even more than I would. So I, I would love for someone to get behind them and, and really do some big things. I think it would be a good thing for them. Yeah, they're 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 on the cusp. You know, they are on the cusp of just breaking through and. They they have the TV deal, you know. It's I think it's uh, Dish Network or whatnot, but I watch it on the website. But right, excuse me. But they, I mean, they're really really close, and they have the talent. Adam Pierce is is the man, is the man. I can't he's, say he's enough great. about Adam. Yeah, he's oh, great. He's great. He he reminds me of, of of a Harley Race type, you know, that could that could work with anyone. Um, just. I mean, I've seen him in there with with guys from San Diego. I've seen him in there with guys from Virginia. I've seen him work the ROH stuff. Um, I've seen his old stuff from UPW and, and even in the Midwest. You know, I knew in 2000, 2001, when I first saw him, I was like, yeah, this kid, this guy is awesome. He is just, just amazing. Yeah, Adam, you know, Adam, Adam Pierce is, he, I, you know, I was going to say that. I, you know, I think he is the real deal, and I've never been in the ring with Adam Pierce. That is one guy you know, maybe the only guy in this area that I've actually never been in the ring with. And that would be one match I would love to have. I would love to get in there with Adam Pierce. Scorpio Sky versus Adam Pierce. I think that could draw. I think that would be a phenomenal matchup. Well, um, this message goes out to all the promoters in SoCal. Uh, SoCal Pro Wrestling has an affiliation with, with Adam Pierce. Um, also, BART, AWS as well. Um, heck, Jesse, even there are plenty of oh, promoters yeah. out there, guys. Let's book it. 
Let's, Let's make it happen. Let's make. I'd love to make it happen. I'd love to uh, get a shot at the uh, uh, NWA World Heavyweight Title. That would be something phenomenal, right there. Getting there and wrestle for one of the oldest championships in the business. <laughs> now, you know, I now tell me, in your honest opinion, other than yourself, okay, do you see any other unsigned? I say unsigned uh, TNA or any other larger indie except Pierce is the exception to the rule because he also has the ROH deal. But do you see anybody else out there able to carry the, the, the title with the dignity that Adam does? And that's a, being able to go all over and work with many different types of people? That's a, that's a tough one. You know, I mean, I off the top of my head, I really can't think of one. I really can't think of one. Um, Pierce is, he's, if I was a promoter, I, I would want him as my champion. Uh, Adam Pierce always brings a certain class to, and and legitimacy to not just a championship but uh, promotion. And uh, you know you could even think back to when he was in pro wrestling Gorilla. It was it was it was very entertaining. It was it was always a certain kind of uh, flair that he brought. And every title he's held, every promotion he's been in, I believe, has been better because of it. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, like I said, I can't really say anything bad about Adam Pierce. He's, a, he's, he's that old-school guy that, like you said, like a Harley race. You, you, if he's the champion, you know, he, you know he's the real deal. He's legit. And no one's going to look at him and say, you know, why is that guy the champion? You know, why is he, you know, I don't want, you know, this, this isn't believable. You know what I mean? He's, he's legitimate. He's legit. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to ask you the standard question that I ask all my guests that are workers. Um, let's say I'm running a show up here in San Francisco, and you're going to be on the show, okay? And okay. I'm going to allow you to have me fly in any worker to work with you, but they cannot be under contract to TNA or, uh, or ROH or WWE, and you can't say Adam Pierce. <laughs> oh man, that is a tough one to really oh, think about. Price is no option, and it could also be international. Um, you know, it, it's it, gonna, it, it's gonna, it's gonna sound a little strange, and and I'm just gonna throw this out here as as one match, uh, just because it was a dream match I've always had, would be uh, putting Quicksilver and myself, the Aerial Express, against the Midnight Express. Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. I, I, that was just a, you know, I, I'm sorry. Did you say Looney Lane? <laughs> Stan Lane, sweet Stan Lane, and 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 beautiful Bobby Eaton. Yeah, I grew up watching the Midnight Express against the Rock and Roll Express, and and I was such I a huge tell. fan of those of those matches, and that's where we got our name from, the Aerial Express. And that would just be that's kind of a dream match him and I, Quicksilver and I, always had. You know, we were always. It was that dream that you knew wasn't going to happen, but you still kind of thought, you know, it would be cool to wrestle the Midnight Express, you know. So, yeah, that would be, I guess, one match right there I would definitely put in there. Yeah, I, you know, to be honest, I, I could tell um, when when you and Quicksilver were together as AXP, you guys used the same type of psychology. And I, I kind of got, you know, I'm like, okay, I know what they've been watching. Yeah, exactly, you know? yeah. Yeah, I would say that would probably be the match I would get, and, unless you can, you know, somehow get Shawn Michaels out of his contract and uh, <laughs> do a little HBK versus uh, 
Scorpio Sky, King of Sting. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask another question here. Um, I had Jamie Dundee on my show late last year, and you know his brother-in-law is Bobby Eaton, so he has that common denominator. Now, I asked him which was his favorite combination of the Midnight Express: mm. Eaton and Lane or Eaton and Condry. What's yours? And then, you know, there was also uh, Dennis Condry and the other guy whose name escapes me right now. They were in the AWA. So Randy there was actually Yeah, there you go. There you go. But uh, I got to go with uh, Eaton and Lane. Those guys, I mean, first you got uh, Stan Lane from uh, The Fabulous One, uh, which is, again, another amazing tag team. They set the tone for so many teams to pattern after them. And then you've got Bobby Eaton, who I thought, you know, just, you know, when I was a kid and, and before people were doing the Jack Evans stuff, where he just gets on the top rope and jumps off and hits the big leg drop, the Alabama Jam, it's like, whoa. You know what I mean? And some of the tag moves they would come up with, the Midnight Express, as far as uh, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane, were amazing, I thought. So that would definitely be my favorite duo, just because I thought, Stan Lane brought a certain flamboyance to it that they didn't have with even Eaton. Eaton wasn't really the flamboyant one. He was more to just get in and do it. And then the same thing with Conjury and Rose. They weren't really flamboyant. And uh, if you look at Stan Lane, he was just all over the place. He was great. You know what I mean? He would get in there and dance. He would do the karate kicks and everything. You know, Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton definitely I would be hands down my favorite duo in the Midnight Express. I, I have to agree with you, um, but the the thing is, Eden Eden and Condry, I think deserve more credit than Eden and Lane because of what Eden and and Condry did in Mid South. Um, they showed up in a big man territory and they lit the territory on fire with smaller guys in a tag team setting as opposed oh, yeah. to two big hulking guys. So they they drew more money. Definitely. They they did draw more money and then they started the 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 smaller tag team type of type of run, but on the other hand, Lane and Eaton were just so fun to watch. Now, Definitely. what was your favorite Lane and Eaton tag match? Um and that's 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 a hard one. They've had so many good ones. Um, or really, I or mean, your most your most memorable one, shall we say? Like I said, any time the Midnight Express got in the ring with the Rock and Roll Express, those were the matches well, that that I mean, they must have wrestled, you know, two hundred and fifty times. <laughs> you know, I mean, a year, and 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 it's like, though all those matches are so good. I, I would I would just sit and study those matches, just study them. Each and everything they did just made so much sense and was great. And you kind of just look and be like, man, that's that's tag team wrestling. And it's really unfortunate that you don't have that anymore in wrestling, yeah. except maybe on the indies. Yeah, you know, they just, uh, as far as wrestling on television, there isn't, there, there really is no tag team wrestling anymore. You know, there's no tag moves. There's no uh, real legitimate teams anymore. It's just a lot of guys just thrown together. And I'm not criticizing wrestling on TV because I'll watch it just like, you know, any old other fans, you know what I mean, I, I love WWE, I like TNA, I watch it all, but I just, tag team wrestling is a little bit of a lost art on television. 
I have to agree. My my personal personal Stanley and Bobby Eaton match was the Clash match with Barry Windham and Flair. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that geez. was great. Just the story, just the story that they told. I mean, you have the World Heavyweight Champion, the United States Champion against the World Tag Champ. I mean. Oh yeah. You know, there weren't any titles on the line. It was just the best, the best in the business at that time in the ring for the fans. Right. And that's what it was. It was for us. And yeah, you know, the, I mean, the thing I miss about about wrestling back then is, um, I mean, now if you're not the the world heavyweight champion or whatever you want to call it, you're nothing. Back then, the tag team championship was just as important as the world heavyweight title. I mean, it was the world heavyweight title for the tag teams. You know what I mean? And it was a big, big deal if you were the world tag team champion. Then the WWE, WWF, and uh, in WCW, it was a really big deal, and they just don't have that anymore. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 a shame. You know, I mean, it's a, like I said, it's a lost art. You can't do that now, you know what I mean? You can't put, like, Triple H and, uh, you know, Chris Jericho against, uh, you know, The Miz and, um, you know, John Morrison and have it be as big as it was with the Midnight Express against Barry Windham and um, Ric Flair. You know what I mean? It's just not promoted that way. You know, that's that's the thing that, that one of the things that Dave Marquez has going for himself. His tag division was strong, still is. Yeah, yeah, you know, you that had is. Ryan and Anderson, and then the champs, uh, Zocre and uh, Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix Star, that's yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's just two of them. Then they have guys underneath. They have the Young Bucks that, you know, if they ever stay in the country long enough, they may get a run with the belts. <laughs> yeah. But I don't see that happening. But that that's just me, and that's more power to them. But you know that's that's a, that's one of the things that I think that Marquez should market more. You know what I mean? Put the marketing machine behind the tag teams, like Ring of Honor has done. I mean, geez, the Briscoes and Generico and Steen, those matches were unbelievable, unbelievable. And I'm a huge Briscoe mark. I love them to death. I do say they do too much. They put 40 minutes into 20, but mm-hmm. you know. Look who they have to try to impress. Those East Coast fans are really, really tough. Yeah, definitely. But, all right. So let's see. We have a. I'm actually glad you, you brought that point up, though, uh, about you know you say you put like 40 minutes and 20. That's 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 something I think a lot of guys make a mistake about. And the thing about it is the fans love it. So it, it's kind of like a, you know, why stop doing it because the fans love it, but. You know, myself, I mean, who who's also been, you know, uh, told, you know, oh, you've done too much in the past. Uh, I usually try to not over-flood my matches, you know what I mean? Just do enough. Like they say, less is more. You know what I mean? You just do enough just to get that story across. And that's kind of also something that's a little lost on the independent circuit. I wish things would kind of just die down and go a little more basic and just work off of more more so emotion rather than, I'm going to give this guy this huge bump, and the crowd's going to go nuts for it. You know what I mean? Well, I, I blame I blame TNA and Vince for that. It's not, you know, you rarely, rarely get a match that goes through two commercial breaks. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. it's, okay, sure, they have to get the commercials in. Whoop-de-fucking-do. 
I mean, it's you, you shouldn't let the sponsors dictate the way a wrestling show goes. And right. it's really not Definitely. fair. Because if Definitely. they're watching a hot tag match or a hot singles match, then they're like, we're going to commercial. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'm all just <laughs> Right. You know, and then they come back and they're in a fucking chin lock. Imagine what the, what the fans are in attendance thinking until they're holding a chin lock for two minutes on a commercial break. Yeah, right. It's a shame. And, you know, I have to put Jesse's promotion over. They do give you guys time. They give Definitely. you time. Yeah, and that's that's one thing I love. I've, I've never I've never been given any kind of a time limit or anything there. They just kind of let me go out and do, do my thing. Uh, but, I mean, as far as, you know, like I said, working off pure emotion, which is a lot of, you know, most guys don't do that. You know, they don't work off pure emotion and trying to pull the people in and make the people feel your pain. And, and a perfect example in, you know, would be if you look at WrestleMania with Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, if you just look at the finish to their match, I mean, all he did was stand there and super kick him, but just the way it was done was, you know, you really couldn't have done it better than that. It was, that I was emotion know, right I want to know who, I want to know who the hell booked that finish. Yeah, yeah, I, I want him booking all my finishes, <laughs> whoever did that one. That was, I mean, honestly, I think it was probably the best finish I've ever seen in a wrestling match. And it was just a simple super kick that he's won thousands of matches with, you know. But just the, I mean, a lot of it is the camera work as well, you know, how they cut, cut that close up, you know. You know, I'm sorry, I love you. And then he just drills them. And then Ric Flair, you know, getting up and he's crying in tears you know, with his fists up saying, come on, you know, either you can't get that everywhere, you know what I mean? Like, it's something like you can't really do that in TNA and, and have it work as well, and you can't really do that on the indies and have it work as well because people, the, the fans have just kind of been pulled away from the emotion and pulled more towards the spots and the bumps, and that's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. So if you did try to go out and work off of emotion, a lot of times people will just be sitting on their thumbs like, uh, whatever. Well, you know, the the thing is, the the fans are younger, and they're they what they see on TV is is what they get, and that that's another reason why I hope that that uh, Marquez gets a better TV deal so that there is there is actually a true alternative, and that that's where TNA has dropped the ball. You know, they've become a clone instead of an alternative. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. That, I think TNA uh, is focusing too much on, on signing former WWE talent nowadays. Rather than, uh, it's good that they've got Joe up top. Uh, I want to point that out because I think Joe is awesome. Uh, but they need to push more guys like, uh, you know, Frankie Kazarian. You know, they need to put more guy, put more time into those guys rather than, you know, you know, Tyson Tomko, you know what I mean? I got no offense oh, to Tyson. Oh, I just tell you, I, just, I disagree. I have to disagree. Tomko, since he's been working for New Japan, has been fucking amazing. He is over there learning, learning. Tomko is really picked up his game. I, 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 I have to agree. I, I agree Ooh. with you there. I think he's a great talent. But I'm going back on that thing of saying, you know, it seems like they're trying to sign too much um, former WWE talent, you know what I mean, rather than build up their own stars. And no offense to Tomko, I think he's gotten really, really good. 
But if I was just a wrestling fan flipping through the channels and I saw Tyson Tomko, I wouldn't go, oh, my God, they've got Tomko now? I'm still going to watch this. You know what I mean? It's, it, he wasn't that star in the WWE that when they get someone like Kurt Angle or, or Christian or, you know, Booker T, then, you know, who was a star, a megastar, then definitely and that's going to help the product a lot. But it seems too much pushed on, you know, oh, he got released, let's get him. He got released, let's get him. He quit, let's get him. You know what I mean? Rather than just uh, picking and choosing who could help the product and building up your own stars. That's a good point. Very good point. Well, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned Joe, you mentioned Angle. What do you think of the match they had at lockdown? Um, it was, uh, different. Uh, the first thing I noticed about it, uh, the hype going into it was, it was hyped like a, more so like a UFC match rather than, mm-hmm. than a, than a wrestling match. And they would even call it a fight and they were having, uh, you know, like training UFC style. And then Angle kind of came out with the taped fists and the taped feet and the shooter shorts and everything. And I thought, you know, this is interesting. This is something different. They're doing, you know, some cross promoting, Angle was at the block fight, and I, you know, I thought it was cool. It was, it was different. I'm a UFC fan. You know, I like mixed martial arts, so I thought it was actually pretty good. Uh, I know some people, you know, m- might not have liked it, but if the two guys doing it weren't legit, I don't think it would have worked. But you use, yeah, you know, you got Samoa Joe and you've got Kurt Angle, and they're two of the most legit guys there are. You know what I mean? So you can put them in, you know, and you can legitimately think that, okay, if you took either one of these guys and put them in a mixed martial arts setting, they can hold their own. So you put them and you promote it like that, then definitely I think it it worked and it it got over, and I thought the match was really good. It had that that 1993-1992 UWFI feel, uh, Takata and Vader just killing each other. It had that feel, and I was like, okay, I know it's a work shoot. I know that, but I it was easier for me to suspend my disbelief as a fan. You know, it brought me back to that time where, you know, you're like, okay, I know it's supposed to be work. I know this, but they're fucking killing each other. Right. And it's not the not it's not the the all Japan. I'm gonna drop you on your head, shit. I mean, these guys were just killing each other with those strikes. And I was like, oh, right. man. Laying them in, laying them in. Laying them in. And they were working. Two, they were two tough motherfuckers that don't care and that are down to do that. Yeah. And I don't think there are many guys out there that would do that, which is a shame. That's where the passion comes in. Exactly. That's where the passion comes in. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy who's, who's not just, you know, oh, I, I do wrestling because it's fun, or I do wrestling because I like it, or, you know, I, I can honestly tell you that I, I love wrestling and I'm actually passionate about it. So I can see, you know, why they would go in and do that sort of thing, especially on that type of a stage. You know what I mean? When you've got all those fans and you're on pay-per-view and you've got, you know, a huge, huge match, then it's it makes it even better. It makes it even that much larger. So I... I I'm, I, I loved it. I loved watching Kurt Angle. I loved watching Samoa Joe. And then to see them go at it together was phenomenal every single time, I thought. And uh, I heard Kurt Angle got hurt. Hopefully it's not anything, you know, career-ending. I'm hoping. Well, he, broke, he broke his neck again in China. Oh, no. Yeah, he did it again. A couple vertebrae. 
Oh, that's that's really unfortunate. I think Kurt Angle is is man. You know, I I can't even think of a word for Kurt Angle. He's about he's about as close to a natural as far as because I watched him from the beginning, from when he was in Memphis Power Pro, coming up through the developmental, and I watched him all the way through. Because at that mm-hmm. time, I I had a tape supplier that lived in Memphis that sent me the TV every week, and I followed him from the beginning all the way all the way till he debuted, and you know you just knew, you know, and, right. and I'm not gonna say say the Paul Heyman he had it. It's like no 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 he had a little more than that. He was just a natural, and it was a shame that he did not get his neck fixed in '96. If he was yeah, not his yeah. neck fixed in '96, the sky would be the limit with that guy. How long has he been in the business? It couldn't have been more than, what, 10, 10 11 years. He signed right? in 97. 97. 97. So he's been in the business for about 11. I mean, can you think of somebody else who went from not even being in the business at all to where Kurt Angle is now, where he is a legitimate, like, legend in the business, the matches he's had and what he's done? I mean, he's done everything. He has done everything. Is there anybody else who progressed? that fast. It's it's really amazing. There's not a lot of guys that have done one guy, that much. There's one guy, Dr. Death Steve Williams. Oh yeah. That's about it. Um honestly I think that's about it. Who's picked it up the fastest and that's brought it to that type of level I think would be Doc. Other than that superstardom, you know, it's Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is one guy I wish and, and and with all his injuries, you know, I, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but he's one guy I would I would love to get in the ring and wrestle just once. Just once. That's a dream match. That That, that is a dream match because Kurt Angle can go. You know, I mean, he's one of those guys where you can test yourself, get in the ring and, you know, let's see how good I am. You know, let's see how good it is. Let me see if I can hang with Kurt Angle. You know what I mean? That's, that's one guy that you'd want to test yourself with. Yeah. Yeah, he's a top of the line guy. Uh there's there's no doubt. Um Okay, um let's uh let's touch on XPW a little bit. Uh you uh you had a match here on in LA, My Bloody Valentine, night one, and you took you and uh Quicksilver took on a couple of NorCal boys, uh Jardy Jardy France and Bobby Quantz. Uh what do you think of those two guys? Awesome, awesome. Jardy is a um, uh, a maniac. <laughs> he's uh, he's out of his mind. I don't know. He's he's one of those guys. He's kind of like uh, he's not all there, but he probably is a better wrestler because of it. And and Bobby, uh, he's you know, I mean, he's another. He's a guy that could have gone so much farther than he actually did in that short period of time he was wrestling. Uh, those guys are. Just two awesome, awesome guys, and I think I don't know where Jardy is now. <laughs> the he's last living I heard up he... here. He's living up here in Northern California. Is, um, he, is he still wrestling? Yeah. yeah, he actually headlined the show this past Saturday night up here in Santa Clara, outside San Jose. Um, he was scheduled to wrestle Puma of all people, but mm. uh, I guess uh, Puma may have been double booked or an issue with the promoter or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, he didn't face him. But Jardy France is active. Um, Bobby Quantz went in the Navy. Um, yes, yeah, I, do, for, I do know I'm that. I'm all for serving your country, but why in the 
fuck did that guy go? He had <laughs> so much talent. Bobby was a natural. Yeah. He was just so good. One of those guys who just catches so on, that, just like that, natural. So uh, have you ever stepped in the ring with the Ballards? Oh, yeah. Uh, we uh, Quicksilver and I wrestled them on the first Pro Wrestling Gorilla show, as a matter of fact. That was the first time I wrestled them. I've, I've wrestled them maybe two times since. I've wrestled them actually last week at AWS, and uh, a couple of months ago I had an eight-man tag at AWS with them. Hmm. Yeah, they're... When did I first see the Ballards? 96. And they're just, you know, to be honest... No offense to, to the AXP, no offense to the Briscoes or, or anybody else out there, but the Ballards have always been the measuring stick, as far as I'm concerned, for independent tag team work. And they right. are just amazing. Because I've seen them with a bunch of different types of workers, and um, actually up here in Northern California for big-time wrestling, uh, they're split up. One's a baby and one's a heel. So they're oh, wow. teaming together. And I, I'm still angry with Kirk White, the owner, who broke them up. I, I'm like, why can why do you do that? These guys are so sweet. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're really fun. I agree with you. I, I think the Ballards are, are not just really, really, really good, but they're also underrated because people don't know exactly. Not everyone knows exactly how good they are. Not, not everyone appreciates them. But they're a really great team. If you really just watch them, they get it. Yeah, they do. And, you know, they, they do their homework. They watch their tapes and, you know, they're whether it's babyface, heel, you know, it doesn't matter. They they can do both. Um, you want to go spotty, they can do that. I mean, fuck, man, they did they they did time in in Mexico. They want to do straight yeah. lucha, they can do straight lucha. Yeah, they can do it. They can do it all. They're seasoned. And then some, brother. Oh yeah. And then some. Um, oh, yeah. I'm looking at this DVD compilation that I had that uh. A friend of mine has it's the uh, area aerialist best of AXP volume one the early years put out by Rudo's Media. And uh, <laughs> do you have it? Yeah, yeah, I remember making it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Well, uh, you've got a match on here with uh, the Pitbulls, the Havana. Pitbulls. Oh yeah, yeah, from PWG, right? Yeah, it's PWG. Now I I want you to be honest. Is Ricky Reyes as stiff as he looks? Um, I know we're short on time, but real quick story about that. That was a very, very funny uh, story. The thing about it was the the Havana Pitbulls in this area were known as monsters. I mean, they would get in the ring and beat the hell out of people. And they had that reputation when we were training. And then they went away to Mexico and uh, did their big things. And that was when Quicksilver and I kind of started coming up, and we became the SoCal team. So when they came back, it was a big hyped match in PWG because there was the former SoCal team against the current SoCal team. So Quicksilver and I are there at the show, and we're just waiting around, and, you know, no pit bulls all day, no pit bulls, no pit bulls. They're not there. And we're, you know, we're hearing about all the, you know, the attitude these guys have and how they just get in the ring and beat people up. So Quick and I are kind of just looking at each other in acceptance with our hands up, like, well, you know, we're we're just going to fight. <laughs> you know, we're, like, legitimately just sitting there, like, we're just going to go out and fight. <laughs> we're just going to go in the ring and have a legitimate fight. You know, and then they ended up showing up, coolest guys you'll ever meet, 
and, I, and we had a great, nice, easy match. The pit bulls are, are you know, they'll, they'll, they'll lay it in, but not, not bad to where you kind of judge it. You know what I mean? They, they lay it in enough to where it looks good, but not to hurt anybody. Okay. One more question, and then we'll get to your plugs. Um, actually, two. Just real quick, uh, you have a rev, you had a Rev Pro match with my my second favorite um, Lucha tag team, uh, Halloween and Damien. Oh yeah. How was that match? Uh, we wrestled them, I'd say three or four times uh, in Florida and in New York and out here, and and they're they're fun. To, they're fun. Damien especially. Damien is, is one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. So you know, we were able to learn a lot off them, and I thought we had some pretty good matches with them. They're a good team, very good team. And, you know, they're legends, honestly. So it was, it was something really special for us to be able to get in there as young as we were, and we had only been wrestling maybe about two years at that time, if that, maybe one year. And, um, yeah, so we were only wrestling maybe a year at that time. And uh, to get to wrestle two of those guys, it was something really special we'll always remember. And we learned a lot from them. It's a shame that they're broken up, too. That really sucks. Yeah, yeah, it is. in TMLL. It's just not right. Um, yeah. Well, my, my last question, why did the AXP break up? Well, um, in all honesty, I wanted to see what kind of what I can do on my own. I wanted, I felt, you know, like I said earlier, I had the mask. I felt uh, a little bit like I, the way I described TJ. I felt reserved. And I, and I kind of just really felt like I had this shell that I wanted to break out of. And for those last couple of months as a team, you know, I felt like the shell was cracking. You know what I mean? And uh, we got to the point where our matches were always good. We never had a bad match. It was we could have gone out in our sleep and had a great match. I knew him that well. He knew me that well. And we could work with anybody. But I wanted more. And I wanted to see what kind of success I can have, not just as a singles wrestler, but as a singles wrestler without my mask, and completely recreate myself. And, you know, for the most part, I'm pretty happy with the way it, it, it happened. And, and um, that is one match I think you want to talk about the drama if you can go back and get that show, and I don't even remember what show it was. It was a PWG anniversary show, maybe year two or year three. It was in 2005, night one. Quicksilver and myself against Arrogance, Chris Bosch, and Scott Lost. It was for the PWG tag titles against our masks, and that's a match with drama because when my mask was ripped off after the match, you can't see it on camera, but there were people in the crowd crying. And it was such a special match for the four of us. I mean, I was in tears. Quicksilver was in tears. Chris Bosch was in tears. Scott Lost was in tears. You know, some of the workers in the back were watching in tears. It was a special, special match. And we had the crowd, you know, I mean, if they weren't standing the whole time, they were on the edge of their seats and they were into every single thing we did. And I still consider that my best match. And... It was just perfect. So that would be one match to go back and watch because the drama, unfortunately, obviously, you're not going to catch, catch it as well on video. But just to be there live was one of the most special moments that you can ever be a part of for me. So that, I would say, you know, that was, that was it. So, 
you know, that's a long answer to your question, but, um, you know, I just needed more, basically. And I think I've done pretty well on my own. Well, okay, for those those that were listening to the live stream, um, we are no longer streaming live, but we are still recording. Oh, did I talk too long? <laughs> no, no, no. Do you, you have a, still, still have a few minutes? Oh, I'm good, yeah. Okay, cool. <clears throat> All right, so you, you guys broke up, and to be honest, I haven't been able to really follow PWG that, that closely um, because I am... I'm on a limited budget, and I'm sorry, but I'd rather give Chikara my money than PWG, and that's a shame. Uh, that's a, that's understandable. <laughs> that's okay. It's, you know, and and to be Just honest, buy my I, DVD I, when I put it out. There you go. Even better. <laughs> Even better. Make sure you save your money and get that. <laughs> so, are are you are you putting out a personal release or? Uh, we're working on it. We're working on. It. We're still trying to figure out uh, exactly how we're going to do it. I don't want to put out just the uh, average independent DVD, you know, of, uh, you know, these are my ten best matches, you know what I mean? I I want to make it a little bit more. Uh, I'm a big fan of the WWE DVDs, how they'll have the stories, and, you know, not just the matches, but the story that builds up to the matches, and a little bit how about the wrestler, and you can learn a little bit about it, you know what I mean? I always have uh, fans asking about certain things. So I want to do something a little more and have my matches, have the videos to build to the matches, have, you know, a little bit of the story behind the matches, and then a little bit of the story of my career, all in one DVD. So now I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some personal advice as far as you putting your set together. Watch the WWE Ric Flair DVD. Okay. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, I have that. I have that. The perfect, the perfect DVD set. The perfect everything was great and it all flowed it you could just put it in and just sit there you wouldn't even have to pick up your remote everything right. worked it was all tied in together each each you know the section had all the build up and then your match and whatnot and then comments i love that stuff that stuff is great yeah definitely you know, it's better than the average best of you know yeah you got 10 matches and boom that's it what made um, me want to do it most was um there was a video of myself wearing the mask online, and I looked at a, fan, a comment that a fan made, and they said, wow, Scorpio Sky used to wear a mask? And, you know, obviously they were a new fan, and they didn't even know. So it kind of opened my eyes, like, wow, you know, especially in this area, and, you know, all the new PWG fans or whoever, you know, is watching whatever product that I'm on, there's so many new fans that don't know my backstory, and I would you know, I want to explain that to them. I, I want them to, because I play off a lot of history in my matches and, and stories and, and everything, you know what I mean? So I, I want people to know that. So something, you know, I want them to know about how I broke into wrestling and, you know what I mean? And and they, I want them to know about the Aerial Express and about Quicksilver and, you know, my feud with Scott Lost and my feud with Frankie Kazarian. I want them to experience all this and know how I became the person who I am now. And I, it's something different that not a lot of indie guys do, and I think that's another reason why I'd like to do it like that. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Um, some guys, they, they put out DVD sets, and it, to be honest, there's a difference between sending out a resume and selling your best of or, you know, this is me type of DVD. 
I mean, there's 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 a DVD that you put together that you're going to send to promoters. Okay, here, this is me. I, I would like to work for you. What do you think? As opposed to telling your story and, you know, and, and letting people know. I, I think that's, that, that should be done more because, yeah. that, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why I started this show because I, I want the fans to, well, you know what, fuck it. I want myself to learn more about the guys that I watch that entertain me. Exactly. And that's why I pick and choose with the guests that I, that I bring on the show. Because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a mark myself, and I will book whomever I want to sit and shoot the shit with for an hour. And, right, you know, right. And obviously we've caught on, but, you know, I, I think it's important that, that you guys, you know, there's, there's more to you guys than what people see, you know, on the TV screen or, or sitting in the front row at a show. There's more to it. And yeah. I think that that's what's missing is the – and that's what – what again the UFC has, uh, yeah, has going for them more than than uh, pro wrestling does. That they actually show the fans about these guys. Right, you know, it's not right. Just a promo. I'm going to kick your ass next Friday. It's I've worked hard. This is where I come from. This is my background. This is what I want to work to. You know, and that that gives more of a more of a connection as opposed to you know two guys just cutting promos on each other. Right, you know, you'll care more about now. the person. You know, I mean, you'll 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 care more about them, you know, and it, it, things will mean more, you know. It, it's it. I think it, it it'll be something good because I mean, it, for the simple fact that you know, let's say I have for the pro wrestling gorilla fan, let's say I have five matches from PWG on my DVD. That pro wrestling gorilla fan could be like, well, I have all five of those DVDs. Should I buy it? You know what I mean? It's that whole thing of the personal attention. You'll you'll you will learn who Scorpio Sky is. You know what I mean? You you'll you will go into my home, you know, into my my soul, you know, in my mind, and find out by the end of the D V D you will not just have seen all of my matches, my favorite matches and my important matches, but you will know exactly who I am. And I think that is something that would attract a fan. It would definitely attract me and that's that's why I love all those DVDs. You know what I mean? Because you get that, that personal connection with that wrestler. And then they'll, you know, they'll care about me more when I'm out in the ring, you know, doing whatever match I'm in. You know, it's just, uh, I think it'll be a lot different. different so. Now, what, what do you think of, like, like Gorilla, when they put out their DVD releases, they have, they have uh, a track without the commentary, and then they have the track with the commentary. What do you think of you sitting down, with say Excalibur or Excalibur and doing a doing a track like that on top of one of your matches. What, what, what do you mm. think that would that would do? I I love that when uh, yeah. WWE would have the all the alternate uh, commentary. And yeah. Like that, I love that stuff. That's really fun, and you know it gives a different insight. You know. Yeah. Is, I actually had the idea of 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 possibly. You know, I, I put over the match of Quicksilver and myself against Arrogance, you know, as being my favorite match. And I know it was uh, all of their favorite matches as well. Um, I've actually kind of, you know, uh, teeter-tottered with the thought of doing an alternate commentary of that match with the four of us sitting down. You know what I mean? And just all of us can, I mean, it'll be a lot of people for one commentary, but... Um, you know, for the four of us to sit back together and watch the match and call it the way and talk about, 
Yeah, I think that would be something that, uh, as a fan, I would be in- interested in too. You know, is you know, if you want to break it down as like a one-on-one match, two guys that went out there and did it. You know, I, I can kind of compare it to you know one match that's inspired a lot of people is like Ricky Steamboat against um, Randy Savage. And how interesting would it be to watch that match with alternate commentary of Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage calling the match? You know what I mean? And I think that would be, I'd buy the DVD just for that. (laughs) You know what I mean? That would be one heck of an extra. Well, you mentioned it. Bosch, why did he leave? Um, It's a shame because that kid had so much talent. He's a, he's a guy I think could have blew up. You know, he was right he was, on the, the edge there. of blowing up. Yeah. Once he got booked for the Ted Petty for the IWA Mid-South, when I saw his name there, I forget, I think it was 06, I, when I saw his name there, I was like, oh, that's it, he's stepping up. That's it. Right. That's the stepping stone um, because that's, you know, it's really an honor to get booked in that tournament. Yeah. Because it is a big deal. And, you know, I was like, okay, and then he got out of the business like right after. And I was like, what, um, what is this? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put uh, words in his mouth, uh, but uh, Chris, Chris has been a close, close, close friend of mine since, um, you know, I guess 2000. You know, uh, when we met in high school, and uh, you know, he's been almost like a brother to me. So I hope I'm not, you know, saying something wrong when I speak for him here. Um, I think the thing about it was he was unhappy in wrestling and he had to get out of wrestling to find happiness. And I know he's a very, very happy person now away from wrestling. So, I mean, I kind of look at it in terms of good for him. You know, if he can find happiness outside of wrestling, then that's, that's great. If that's what he needs to be a happy person, then that's great. You know I mean? Because you've seen too many stories of wrestlers popping pills and drinking, trying to find that happiness inside of wrestling, and then you find them dead in a hotel down the line, you know. So, I mean, and I wouldn't want to see that happen to Chris, and I know what kind of uh, pain he was going through and, sh- and struggle within himself while he was in the business. So I think he just uh, got to the point where he just didn't love wrestling anymore. He didn't enjoy it anymore, and he didn't like being there. So it was just kind of like a thing of this doesn't make me happy anymore. Why do I do it? So I'm going to get away from it and be happy. And I think that's basically what it was. Now, now, now you being a close friend of his, do you think that he'll fall in love again? <sighs> that's a tough one. That's a yeah, very... I, I know. It's, it's, a, it's a fucked up question, but, you know, I had to ask it. Just, just in your opinion. Um... You know, uh, it's 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 you know anything's possible. It's wrestling. Anything is possible. I know, and you know, I don't even know if I should say this or not, but I'm shooting with you. Um, I know he wanted to come back for one more match. Uh, Quicksilver wanted to come back for one more match, and that was going to be AXP versus Arrogance one last time. They wanted to do that, you know. Now, you know what I mean? Uh, they. If it, and it, they want to do it in PWG, and unfortunately, um, it it was turned down. You know, if that's if that's the best way I can say it, as far as I know, that uh, uh, 
whoever higher up in PWG wasn't interested in doing the match. So that, you know, it's it's kind of a thing of if he came back and did that match, maybe he would get the itch, but I don't know. It could also, it could go either way. He can get the itch and be like, you know, hey, this was fun, I want to come back. Or it could be that uh, that final, you know, chapter of, okay, I, I I've done it. I'm done. Now I can finally, you know, he would get closure. So it's possible. I, hey, I wish it, we could do it, it and find Taro. out. It worked right. for Taro. He came right. back for the one match and got his ass handed to him by Super Dragon, and, you know, and he just walked off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you know? know, I wish we could do it and find out. I, I would love to do that match one more time, as special as, as it was to all of us. Um, there's always Bart in AWS. I'm sure Bart would book it. True. But, you know, but uh, well, it's kind of a shame because you know Chris was really at the top of his game and he was just you know really 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 ready to break out. But you know, more power to him. You know, yeah. he's happy. You know, it's wild. I mean, where would he be now if he stuck around? You know, uh, but yeah. how unhappy would he be at the same time? Yeah, that that's true. You know, I I I can't bury the guy for you know, thinking of his feelings and shit. I, I cannot bury him, and, you know, he stepped out, and, you know, that's cool. You know, he let a lot of us down, but on the other yeah. hand, you know, he's a, you know, he's improving himself. It can be a really ugly business at times, you know what I mean? And I almost walked away from it for the same reasons, where I was miserable coming to every single show. I didn't want to be there. All I wanted to do was go home. I hated it. And, you know, like I said, it could be a very ugly business. There's a lot of phony people in it. Uh, there's a lot of scumbags in it, you know, and there's a lot of BS and politics that ruin it. And, you know, sometimes that just gets to you. Uh, but, you know, thank God I was able to pull up myself out of it. And, uh, you know, maybe Chris will be back one day. Maybe he won't. We've got DVDs to remember him, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, dude, come on. You can't go wrong with the Lion Cock set, man. That was oh, yeah. Stuff ever. Oh, my God. Never mind the matches. <laughs> yeah. That, that shit was yeah. funny. Chris is, is I think, one of the most entertaining guys there is. Honestly, he is just to watch him wrestle or to watch him do any interview or just, you know, all the Lion Cock stuff. I mean, golly, so much charisma. Yeah. So much potential. Awesome, awesome. Okay, I am running back inside. I had to get some air. <laughs> okay. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up. Um, so uh, what do you have coming up the next uh, couple months? Um, whew, uh, We've got um, tomorrow night, EWF. I'm defending the EWF heavyweight title for the first time against Ryan Taylor. Looking forward to that. He's a great, I don't know if you've seen him, but he's a great wrestler. Yes. He's he's phenomenal. I think he's going to be something really big. Uh, this weekend, uh, Saturday, Sunday, PWG DDT4. Uh, what is it, uh, two weeks? We've got XPW. Looking forward to that. I don't know who I'm wrestling yet, <laughs> but uh, that should be pretty Jardy good. Jardy Friend. That'll be insane. Jardy's booked, but he has no is opponent. He? Oh, he's out of his mind. He's booked. So I've got, uh, uh, at the end of the month, I'm going back to Florida. I'm working for UCW. I'm not positive, but I believe I'm wrestling Jerry Lynn. I'm looking forward to that. Um, 
I've got a couple of things I can't really speak about. Um, and then uh, uh, let's not talk about it. <laughs> let's just hope, you know, for, for good things. And uh, other than that, I hope I get a nice run with the EWF title. And, uh, you know, hopefully Ronan and I can get in and maybe take the PWG tag titles. And, you know, maybe one day, you know, we'll see Scorpio Sky and ROH. That'd be nice. And, uh, you know, and even more so, maybe we'll see Scorpio Sky in one of the big two, I'm hoping. How about Japan? Have you, you ever been to Japan? I went for Osaka Pro for a month Osaka in, in 2004. Yeah, they're, they're an independent company, but I had a great time. Scott Ross and I Yeah, went. they're wacky. Yeah, that's yeah they were, they was man. fun. It was fun. I would like to go back to Japan, um, especially with, like, a, a larger company. You know, going with Dragon Gate would be pretty cool or, uh, you know, one of the other companies, but um, Gorilla, you know, Gorilla does have a Gorilla does have a nice relationship with Dragon Gate. So yeah, it's possible. It's know. very possible. It's uh, it's kind of one of those things where it's um, not the ultimate goal, but uh, if it happens along the way, then uh, great, you know. But um, the ultimate goal is is one of the big two, obviously, in the year, in the years to come, and hopefully yeah. not too many years. <laughs> no, no. No, no, you'll you'll show up on the on one of the big three. Oh yeah, the That's big right. three. Got you. I'm, hey, I'm I'm serious, and I will say it till I'm blue in the face. Marquez is really damn close, and you know that would be I great. Would rather, that would be great. I would rather have you with Marquez as opposed to the other two, um, because of the direction of of the company. Right. You no, know, I'm not. I don't. I don't bury the boys. The boys are doing what they're supposed to do, what they're told to do. But the, just the, the direction the companies are going, it's, it's, it's not wrestling. It's not what you and I grew up on watching. You right. Know, it's really disturbing, and it really bugs the hell out of me. But I'm going to get off my soapbox. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> any fans want to contact you? Anybody want to book you? How can they get a hold of you? www.myspace.com forward slash... Scorpio Sky, S-C-O-R-P-I-O-S-K-Y. That's the way you hit me up. I uh, Leave me comments. You know, I love comments. So, uh, yeah, anybody want to hit me up, I try to reply to all the fan mail. I try to, you know, sometimes it will take me some time, but I do make a point to reply to everyone. So, hit me up. Awesome. Awesome. Scorp, thanks for going over an hour. I really appreciate it, man. It was definitely fun. Uh, good luck coming up in the near future. Uh, make sure you kick Jardy's ass at XPW. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Even if I'm not in the ring with him. <laughs> you take care, and it was great having you on, man. It was a really fun conversation bringing me down memory lane. You know, geez, I'm, I'm ready to pop in uh, pop in uh, the Best of Rev Pro DVD that I got in the other day. So. Oh, great, so, great. Thank you. I, really, I appreciate it, man. I had a great time. All right, brother. You take care, and uh, those that are listening, we'll talk to you all next week. All right, take care. God bless. All right, brother. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.